Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. And we've got a special episode today. This is episode 100 of the podcast, a big shebang as I like to call it. So I decided to round up some people, ask them, hey, do you want to come on the podcast, discuss some things that make you mad? And conveniently, a lot of people said yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, introducing my first guest, someone that has been on this show many times before, I would refer to him as one of the four pillars of what makes me mad. See what I did there, you big wrestling fan? I referred to you as one of the four pillars. A pillar of the What Makes You Mad podcast. Without this man, I don't know what would have happened to the What Makes Me Mad podcasting platform. Basically, think of it like a a balcony without a pillar, right? Like, everything would just fall down, the uh, patio furniture, the grill, everything. But this man has helped hold up the What Makes Me Mad podcasting platform, so I'm going to give him his time to come on discuss all his podcasts that he has, the podcasts that are still in existence, the podcasts that aren't in existence anymore, and the podcasts that are were in existence, took a lull for a minute, came back, and then took another lull again. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you all the way from Greenfield, Kyle Olson. K.O., how we doing, my guy? Oh, Cal, thanks for thanks for the invite, man. Happy 100 episodes. I mean, hey, a round of applause on that. that it's, I, trust me, I know it's no easy feat to keep it going. Exactly. Uh, it, it, yeah, so really good to be here. I'm excited to go into a lot of things that make me mad. Um, like you said, multiple podcasts. I'll, I'll get those plugged out, out, out of the way. Right now, we got one more last one, comedy podcast. Me and my buddy Zach, uh, every Wednesday, new episode, well, as we're recording, um, but um, and every Fridays, uh, Midwestern nerds. Uh, that, that's a that's my nerd podcast that we talk about a lot of movies and comic books and TV shows and all that fun stuff. So I get to I get to talk with some really cool people every week um, about some really cool things. So go check those out if you want to listen to some more podcasts. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Yes. We're here to talk about Cal. We're here to get mad about some things. Yeah, about to say, I'd be, I'd be very disappointed if the things you were talking about that made you mad were me, so I am glad that we are avoiding that route, hopefully, but yes. Uh, also, didn't even know that Midwestern Nerds was uh, your thing. I thought that was just like one of your buddies. All right, I guess I got to go check that out now as well, too. Uh, so that is exciting uh, uh, things. It, it was just, it, it actually was a podcast, uh, uh, much like you, it was kind of a podcast that I kind of helped grow and help inspire almost. Uh it was two of my buddies, but then all of a sudden they their schedules got really busy, um, and they wanted instead of just having the two where maybe if one person couldn't do it in a week, they didn't want to just have to take a week off the podcast. They wanted to add a third in there to have a little more flexibility, have a little more diversity um, in the podcast. So they added me in there. So then now it is one of my projects. <laughs> all right, good good deal. I I love it, Kenny. A little backstory about Ko. I mean, this guy. Uh, Dropped one of his classes at Whitewater just so he could uh, help me out and do the podcast once in a while back when it was a simulcast radio show at Whitewater. Man dropped a class that he could have used for uh, graduating college and was like, you want to know what? No, I am going to drop this class and I am going to go help Kale with his podcast. So KO cannot stress this enough, a pillar of the podcast. So uh, 
You, my friend, have the floor. What has made you mad recently? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I really could fill up an entire episode here. Uh, <laughs> but I'll try to keep it succinct here. I think I got a couple I got a couple things that I can go into. Um, first one, kind of one that I, I ran into a couple, about two months ago. Um, what's up with, I, I, it's an outdated thing now, I think, and I think we're, we're learning more and we're, we're, I think we're realizing more about how dangerous and how effective the clawing cats can be on the cats themselves. Um, I tried to adopt one a couple months ago, like I said, and my apartment building said, nope, you got to declaw it first. And that's just stupid. I think it's just, I, I can understand that they don't necessarily want damage and stuff, but that's what an extra security deposit can do. That's what upping the rent can do. That's what that's supposed to do. But instead, they want to up the rent. They want a, another security deposit, and they want me to get this super expensive surgery that's actually going to damage the cat and make them more uh, emotional and more, more prone to outbursts. Yeah. Um, so I was very, very disappointed in my apartment complex. Uh, I am. I have also that. been very disappointed in your apartment complex because I did have a podcast episode where I discussed <laughs> about my car getting towed because your apartment complex is a bunch of dickheads. Basically, is the best way I can put it. So they tow cars uh, because they only have little tiny ass spots for uh, guest parking. Uh, you know, could easily just give them, like, a ticket or something like that. Nope, we're going to tow them. And then also, too, the bastards also have a rule where you have to declaw cats, which is just a pretty shitty move. But, KO, I'll let you keep Damn. discussing it. Well, I, I mean, as, as, as long as we're on the topic of the apartment building, um, I also got a new couch recently, and apparently you're not allowed to put the couch by the dumpster anymore because apparently whoever takes our trash doesn't, take furniture i don't know so i like i put it next to the dumpster then they called me while i was at work this was on like a thursday they called me at work on monday morning and they were like hey we saw that you put this couch next to the dumpster because we checked the tapes you're not allowed to do that you have to come move this by four o'clock today or we're kicking you out what first of all i was like first of all no you have to give me a warning second of all what what am i supposed to do with this thing like i have no i have a car there's no way i can move this thing by four o'clock today so, so what I did was, I ended up moving it just down to my, my back patio door. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so then when I called him, I was like, hey, I moved it. I mean, I'm sorry that I put it there with that when I wasn't supposed to, but I'm not sure what else I'm supposed to do. They're like, well, you're not supposed to put it on your back patio either. Oh. But here's a five-day notice. I was like, well, that's garbage. Oh. Um, so the way to handle that was poor. The way to handle the cat was poor. The way they handled, I've, I've had multiple, I've, I've had three friends that have had their cars towed, uh, including you. Yo, so, how yeah, we doing? shit apartment, I will be moving out very soon. Good. Hey, hey man, if you want to just drop a deuce right on the floor, you know, more power to you. Uh, we would support that here at the What Makes Me Mad podcasting platform. Honestly, at that point, you should have just lit the couch on fire and been like, well, shit, took care of that problem. Because, I mean, but I'm yeah, sure they no, probably got no, another right. rule. I feel like they're just making up rules on the fly at this point. They're just like, ah, no, 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 no. Uh, you can't do this. Uh, do that. And then you do it. And then you're like, ah, no, 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 no. Not like that. It's like a bunch of dickheads. Ugh. No, honestly, though, like, I when I when I signed my lease, they never gave me a copy of the lease back. So I, 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 I can't, like, go back and check the lease agreement for anything. Yeah. Honestly, might be rewriting it as we go. Who knows? I keep asking for a copy, and they're like, "Oh, we'll drop one off at your door tomorrow." That was three days ago, and I haven't had a copy at my door yet. So, oh, you want to know what you should do? On, turn, turn the tables on them and be like, "You want to know what? 
Uh, you have three days to give me uh, a copy of my lease, or I'm kicking you out. How about that? I'm kicking you guys out of your own apartment complex that you own. How about that? I don't know how you would do it, but you know, play. If they start throwing haymakers at you, just without paying, right? What? Just be like, hey, if you don't give me my shit, I'm just gonna leave. I could go get. I already contacted new apartments. I can move in March first if I wanted to. There you go. You start throwing haymakers at these guys if they want. If they're just going for uh, death shots, basically, yeah, start throwing some death shots their way. See how they like it. They want to play hardball. Uh, you play hardball. <laughs> they zig, you zag. <laughs> I love it. We're going to fuck up an apartment pond. I love this. This is what they get for towing my car. They get revenge. My mind is just stirring with ideas right now. My mind is like an angry hornet's nest that they just kicked. And my mind is just turning into a bunch of angry killer hornets that are ready to just ascend on this apartment complex and find all these owners. And oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go after them. This is what the show is all about, right? Yes. We're, we're, just, we're planning on taking down big corporations. I love it. You know, when I first started this, I was like, you want to know what? This will just be a fun little banter podcast. Make some trivial stuff that has made me <laughs> mad. And it has just turned into an anti-establishment, t- exposing corruption, and wanting to kick some ass. I don't know how it, like to like do it, but damn it, I'm willing to like help and like, oh, I'm ready to go. That is what the pie. That's what a pandemic does to you. Everything was fine up oh, until God, the God. pandemic, and then I was like, "All right, fuck you. Want to play hardball? Let's play hardball." Then I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking go after some people. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Let's see. What else? Like. Oh, you know what? So I just got a new phone recently. All right. Just upgraded. I love it. Um. And it. So Apple has actually made it very convenient to. They've made the switchover process actually very easy now for everything, almost everything. Like, all my apps were re-downloaded onto the new phone, all my, like, widgets, all my pictures, all my contacts, out of the favorites, all that fun stuff. The only thing that they haven't perfected yet, and it's probably the most annoying, is logging into all of these said apps. Oh, yeah. I had to yeah. re-log into my five Twitter accounts. I had to re-log <laughs> into my five Instagram accounts. I had to re-log into my five Google accounts. I had to re-log in the Venmo Cash app, and I don't remember all these passwords. Like, plus my passwords are saved on my phone. Thank God that those transferred over. But, I mean, that process, somehow they got to figure out, I, and that's probably a security thing. I get it. But, man, is, is it annoying to re-log into everything? It is very re-annoying, and all the security... Honestly, what I would, what I strive for more is, instead of passwords, I wish they would just have security questions. Honestly, I enjoy those. What city were you born in? All right, I know that one. Uh, you know, what name of your first girlfriend? Well, shit, that's pretty easy. I've only had one. I can't fuck that up. Uh, you know, uh, what else? Can you, name of your first pet? Well, that's easy. What do you like to do? Take long walks on the beach. I mean, God, I remember all that stuff. I mean, but then they have like 30 different passwords, and then you have to have it, you know, with your uh, a capital letter, a lowercase letter, uh, you know, a, a symbol, uh you know, yep. like a backwards Q or something like that. It's like you're finding all this other stuff, and it's it's ridiculous. And I, I feel you because I went and got a MacBook, um, and when you started ripping on Apple, all of a sudden I just got a bunch of security notices from my uh, laptop that was like, you talking shit about Apple? You talking shit about Apple? But uh, no, and it's it's a doozy to try to remember all that stuff, and I'm uh, and just trying to remember oh, like, your like passwords. You 
some of those passwords only require six characters. Some of them require eight. Some of them require ten. Some of them only require numbers. Some of them require a capital letter. Some of them require the symbol. Like, you never know which one. I have one that I that usually works for most things, but, like, some, some of them are older. I mean, my, my Snapchat's been the same password for fucking ten years now. Yeah. You know? I, so now, but, like, that one's way different than everything else that I have. It's, oh, it's just, that one's frustrating. What I do like, again, Apple, I'll give them credit. Some of the apps, you can use your uh, facial recognition to log in instead of redoing your password every time, which is super nice, actually. That one... They definitely figured that one out for sure. Yep, that that one I give them I give them credit for. It's like ah, that's pretty smart move. Also, too, what I figured out is someone that's trying to spend as little time on his phone as possible. I've also learned that like re like logging back in, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't need to open this, and then I close it back up. So I feel like if I had the facial one, but I mean, granted, I'm poor and I have an Android, so you know the what makes me my podcast isn't like you know pouring in the numbers like I wanted to. I can't be. You know, having all Apple products, but like, I feel like it would uh, be too easy for me just to look at my phone and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you're in. Now you can spend all the time on it. So I don't know. That's the one nice thing about being poor and having an Android. So uh, it, it, it has its advantages. But I'm telling you, you want to also to uh, on the topic of Snapchat, I see they got like a new update. Are you are they are you allowed yet to change your username on it or is it still the um. same thing? Because I know a lot of I people... Think were... I, I think mine's still the same. I don't know if I've been able to change mine, because I, I would love to change mine. I made mine back in middle school, and I hate my username. You can change your display name, but I don't know if you can change your username yet. I just wish you could... Ju- Honestly, because I think mine is, like, the same, basically, like, same first and last name. But, like, I, I kind of want to change it, like, for, like, Twitter, you know? Like, how everyone that went to Whitewater for, like, or around, like, for winter will, like, change it to, like uh something like christmas related they'll change their twitter handle to like so for mine uh i did like christmas caroling callahan steed or something uh connor does like connor claws or something like that like that'd be cool to do that for snapchat but like a lot of people have talked like yeah i made that in middle school and i would like to change it so that way like you know when i'm adding like new people that i'm not in middle school anymore i'd like for it not to be like embarrassing Dude, even PlayStation lets you change your account name now, like your your PSN. Like, you can do that. You can change your Twitter handle. You can change your Instagram name. You can do all that. But Snapchat has stayed steady, and you have not been able to change your username. It's ridiculous. Also, too, I wish, instead of having to automatically update, I would... I, sometimes, I just like having, like, the say I like, you know, consistency, right? So, I always hate it when they do, like, updates and stuff. And, like, when it automatically updates, what I would love for a technology company to do is be like, hey, do you want this upgrade? Or this is what it looked like. Here's, like, you know, a free, like, week trial on it. And if you want it, we can change it for you. If not, you know, we can keep it the same. Because that Snapchat update that they did where they shoved, like, all the stories and everything on the left side of the screen and made it, like, a complete bitch to operate... And then, like, after a month later, they, like, slowly walked it back. Everyone was like, this is shit. And then they're like, ah, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Sorry, we're just trying to make money. It's like, no, I'm, this is my product. I would like to have it be my way. Like, I don't know. I feel like for cars, like, whenever you buy a new car, they're like, you can have, like, all this stuff. Or if you just want it to be simple, they let you have it be simple instead of being like, 
up oh, here's a new upgrade for you and they break into your car in the middle of the night and like install a bunch of new shit like that's confusing for me uh, you make a lot of good points there the, the random updates that you don't even know about that like you said the automatic stuff all of a sudden the app is different you're like oh i that warning would have been nice even then you know yep Honestly, that should be the new tagline for this podcast. Instead of it being what makes me mad, it's just I make a lot of great points. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, feel free to use that sound bite anytime. I 100% will. But, uh, KO, you got anything else that makes you mad that you want to just get off any corporations that have been pissing you off or anything else that you want to just, you know, me and you tag team, basically. I like to think of us kind of like, uh, Jungle Boy and a Luchasaurus. I'm tagging you in with the hot tag, and you're just choke slamming people onto other people or a bunch of other stuff. You got anything else? I'd say the only the only one that I can think of. The last one I'll bring up today is I'm mad at the world for not making me podcast famous yet because I want to do my four podcast every week, but I have a full time job, so I cannot do my four podcast. I'm limited to only my two, but I'm glad that I can at least come by you every once in a while and vent. Yes. Hey, you come again. I, that's what I'll do. I will take the six people that listen to what makes me mad, drive them over to your, uh, your podcast, let them go on and listen. And then, uh, then that's how you start gaining the traction. Basically. There you go. There you go. And I'll, uh, I'll do the same next week on, uh, on both of them. All right, there we go, yeah. I, by the way, I'm still uh, proud of myself for uh, when you did the overreactions to week one. I had talked about, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals being over 500 this hey. year, and I tell you what, the Bayou Bengals looking pretty solid. Bayou, hey, you know what? I, I'll i give you credit on that one because I, I can't give myself any credit for that one because week one, my episode was called The Packers Stink, so... You know, that worked out good. They, I guarantee you, Lafleur and the rest of those guys probably listened to that, and they're like, "Well, shit, we can't yeah. get clowned all for the rest of these seventeen weeks. We gotta, we gotta go out there and kick some ass." And so you inspired them. It worked out good. Maybe, maybe have they, another one like right before playoffs, and just be like, "Packers stink," and then that way they can roll through the opponents. Hey, everyone, everyone in the NFL listens to good old Howard J. Dingers. Yeah, absolutely. So. That will do it for KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm going to move on to my next guest here on the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. I have another guest with me right now, recording, ready to go. He is a first-time guest. He is making his debut on the What Makes Me Mad podcast because I wanted to get his name out there. Uh, get some light on this guy. He is a rising star in the uh, in the media business. He does TV. He does radio. I don't know if you do newspaper, but if you, we'll just say you do newspaper to add some extra uh, oomph to your resume. He's done internships. Uh, he is in charge of the UW uh, radio, TV station, sports programming, uh, TV sports programming. So he does a lot of it. He is a jack of all trades. He's like a younger version of KO who just went uh, a bit ago. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Sam Matheny making his podcasting debut on one of the biggest episodes. Sam, welcome aboard. Thanks, Cal. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I'm excited for this opportunity. Absolutely. So before we get into some of the stuff that makes uh, you mad, I just wanted to ask uh, and just kind of 
do a little catch up on uh, what have been some of the things that you've been up to and uh, is there anything you'd like to point the people towards uh, that can maybe give some more shine on your career? Absolutely. So um, I'm the sports director for WSUW 91.7 Edge. That's a student-run radio station in uh, at UW-Whitewater. And we had a very successful fall with uh, sports programming, announcing all the playoff games, all the regular season football games, both of those football, I should say. And then for TV on that side, I was the color commentator. Matt Breezes and I, uh, who was the play-by-play guy, we had an awesome season. I think we had about 13,000 streamers on our football game, our last broadcast, which doubled anything we did for the whole season. So that was awesome. And I also am a Lake Country Doc Hounds, brand new team in the American Association of Professional Baseball. I'm their play-by-play intern, and I'll be traveling with them all summer uh, across the border to uh, Texas and you know uh, Kansas, Missouri, all the way to Winnipeg, Canada. So I'm really excited for this year, and uh, you know, just trying to stay humble and. Uh, you know, just keep growing uh, my, my abilities. Absolutely. We are definitely excited to see what some of the stuff you come up with. It's always fun uh, keeping an eye on your social media uh, channels and everything like that. Uh, you just created on Instagram, uh, I believe, it is it UWW Sports? Uh, that uh, I, ha- I followed the account or something. Do you want to point people towards that as well, too? Absolutely, yep. WSUW Sports is the one-stop shop if you're looking to hear uh, hot takes from from WSUW, the radio station, the student on campus one, like I was mentioning. And also, we go kind of, um, we, we promote a lot of the live sports events that we have going on, in addition to having, um, you know, special guests make videos. We're just kind of in the process of making it, and uh, it's on Instagram, so make sure you go follow WSUW Sports. Absolutely. Definitely cannot give enough of a shout out to my alma mater and uh, all the fine people that have come through that station. And uh, it's definitely a great launching pad and just a lot of good people in there as well, too. And a lot of fond memories I have of that place come from the radio and TV station and all uh, the good people that have helped me out there. But enough of all the fond memories and good uh, moments. Uh, we are here to discuss some of the stuff that has made us mad. So, Sam, I've given you the rundown on the instructions, and it seems like you have something that makes you mad that you wanted to discuss. Yes. Um. See, I'm I'm no Packer fan, but I I like cheering for them. You know, when when they're doing good. But something has just been on my mind that a lot of uh, the Packer fan base just can't really catch on to. You know, and uh, this weekend, they lost to the 49ers. I know it's kind of a letdown for Packer fans, but this is the fourth time in the playoffs in a row they've lost to them. And I think it's just trivial of how many times they lose in the playoffs. But the thing that makes me mad about it is everyone's kind of shocked that they lost. And I think the big thing is that, you know, matchup history is seeming to take more of a precedence over who is good in stats. And we saw that with Derrick Henry and the Titans. He had a monster first half of the year before he got injured. He was a one seed. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's such a beast. He's going to win against the Bengals. Well, it's a different kind of game. It's all situational. And I think that's just important to notice. The same thing with the Packers is, you know, they just have a tough time uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know uh, with Derrick Henry, it was like you think – it'll give you a shot in the arm where it's like hey we got all these injured guys coming back but it's tough for a lot of these guys i mean if they haven't played a really long time where all of a sudden they're coming back in 
and they're having to take game reps right away in the playoffs. It's a it's a tough ask for a lot of people, and I mean, there's a lot of different factors that can definitely go uh, in or uh, that can help a team or hurt a team in the playoffs as well, too. And I mean, uh, yeah, you're totally right on that. And just the playoffs are a different animal, is what I'll definitely say. And another thing that makes me mad is when people are commenting on my post on Facebook, I said, yes, I know I'm kind of being a troll, but it's kind of just tradition that they lose like this. When people say, oh, yeah, well, how about the Broncos? Imagine the Broncos being relevant. I'm like, well, I mean, we do have a Super Bowl win six more years prior to you do or, or earlier than you do. But at the same time, like, I, I'd rather have a team not go to the playoffs and suck for seven years and have a team that just lets me down time after time. I'm not uh, I'm not hating on the Packers here. I'm just trying to shed light into a different perspective that, yes, there's 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, there's a, there's a bunch of coaches, there's even more players on special teams, and everyone thinks it wants to come down to one player, and they think it's that special teams coordinator when it's the players that have to be doing their jobs. That's fair, but also, too, I will also argue that uh... – I, I, Maurice Drayton is a man that I do not enjoy uh, mentioning his name uh, on that uh, blocked field goal attempt uh, for some reason. Uh, I don't know if this is like formation or if it's just because we've had so many injuries. Uh, we had Tyler Lancaster, uh, who is one of our uh, defensive linemen. Not a very good defensive lineman, so we put him on special teams or whatnot. So you'd think, you know, a big 300-pounder. We would just put in the like middle, let him clog up the middle lanes, right? Nope, we put him on the outside edge where he has to go up against this uh, couple little cornerbacks. He somehow misses both guys, which results in the field goal uh, being blocked. Now, I don't know if that's just the execution. On, I mean, it's also, you know, Lancaster missing the block. But also, too, I wonder, like, who's putting Lancaster out there in the first place? And then even on uh, the field goal attempt where the Niners... One, we only had 10 guys on the field for that. Like, how do you mess that up that bad? So, I, I Drayton sucks. The special teams has sucked for a really long time. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, also, too, that, that is something I've had conversations with my dad where it's like, you know, it, a lot of these guys just aren't producing on special teams. So, it's like we put guys like A.J. Dillon to, like, you know, protect on pe- uh, on, like, punt protection or, you know, uh, be out there for kickoff and then Dylan gets hurt and then like that's like a big part of our offense that we lose so it's I'm telling you like I I always joke about with my family members because they all like every pregame show is like hey I think this game's gonna come down to special teams and it's like well yeah that's what everyone says but like it can come down to special teams sometimes and I mean we saw it there and just it's it's tough but I I do uh, you know like I, I'll see your posts and I'll, I've learned to just like, you know what? He's just having some fun with it. I'm just going to scroll past because it's like at the end of the day, you know, you're only, game. yeah, it's one, it's a football game, but also two, like, there's going to be 31 losers eventually. Like, there can only be one Super Bowl winner. So, like, everyone's time is basically going to have to come, right? And so it's like, I always hate it when it's like, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, what about the Bears season? Or, oh, how are the Vikings doing? And it's like, well, they didn't make the playoffs because they weren't good. Yeah. But guess what? You want to know who else wasn't good on Saturday? The Packers weren't good. So this is the time where we're going to have to take our lumps. Like, you just can't be like, oh, I, I I, really don't like whataboutism sometimes. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do when they're like, 
oh, well, what about this team? What about this? And it's like, you know, there's nothing they can do. Like, there's nothing, like, you can do as well, too, as a Broncos fan. Like, you can't take over and be, you know, coach, general manager, and everything like that, which would be cool. Uh, but like, there's nothing about the job and nothing about how to do it besides my high school football experience. And that's it. Yeah. And like, it's, you're just a fan basically. And it's like, I, I just always hate it where it's like, Oh, well, how's your team doing? It's like, well, my team didn't do good, but guess what? Your team didn't do good either. So I'm going to have some fun because you know, that's what sports is about. It's about having fun, playful banter. And I don't know. I feel like Packers fans are just kind of like, a lot of them just don't have a whole lot of common sense. Uh, if I could quote my uncle last night, who is a Bears fan, and he always uh, tells me about, like, you know, like, having to listen to people that are like, oh, you're a Bears fan, and, like, they aren't just smart Packers fans. And he compared it to uh, that there are a lot of Packers fans that don't know the difference between a bologna sandwich and a booger sandwich, but continue to eat the second sandwich, which is a damn good quote to think about. But it's like, that's, I feel like, just a lot of them, where it's like, the Packers have been good for a really long time, so, like, they just kind of get spoiled and kind of used to it, and, like, they don't really follow the team a whole lot. And then, like, a lot of their arguments are just, like, more simple-based, where it's like, oh, yeah, well, the Bears still suck. It's like, well... Yes and no. I mean, they're a rebuilding team. There's some good sp- parts about them, and but like, you, I just hate the whole like, oh, how's your team doing? It's like, well, there's gonna be 31 losers eventually, so it's like, y- you just gotta learn to take your lumps, basically. Yeah, and I want to touch on something you just said about uh, a few minutes ago. Here, you were talking about special teams. How like the game comes down to special teams, and I feel like from a I, don't, I like to use the word spectator instead of fan because, like, it makes it feel like, hmm, yeah, I really have no control over this game. So with a spectator, I mean, I, both terms are interchangeable, but the spectator term, when it comes to, like, everyone thinks that it always comes down to offense and defense, and sometimes, and most of the time, it does, but we got to remember there's a third aspect of the game that's really underrated, and that's special teams. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like... I was, I think I was telling my dad, I saw some stat that it was, uh, since 2014, the debacle in Seattle, uh, our special teams unit for the Packers, uh, has ranked, I believe last three different times or something like that. And I mean, we've had, you know, two different coaches. So like, you know, we had McCarthy and then, you know, we had LaFleur and so it's at this. And so it's like, you know, we've had different coaches in there and we've had different players in there as well, too. And just I don't get it. And like, like you said, though, we have no control over it. I mean, I'm bummed out today. It's it was sad watching it last night. But like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I can't go out there and be an extra man on special teams and try to block that guy. Like, there's just literally nothing I can do. Like, there's stuff that I wish, you know, would have happened differently or like you know when i watched like the film later on i'm like oh dang it you know i wish rogers would have just hit lazard on that first down but like uh it's just there's nothing i can do and it's just like you had i was telling my mom today it's like you just gotta enjoy the good memories and like yeah it sucks i you know you play the game to go win a super bowl but it's like you know every year not everyone's gonna win it and you know it, it sucks getting so close and, you know, you don't know what's going to happen next year, but, like, you know, we're, we've been better off these past couple years than a lot of teams have. And so, like, 
you know, like you said with the Broncos, they they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, and ever since then, it's just kind of been a hard time getting yeah. them going. But, like, at the end of the day, you won the Super Bowl, you're happy with those memories, and, like, yeah. you know, no matter what happens with, like, you know, the Rodgers-Adams situation or all that, like, I'm going to look back on these as, like, fond memories where it was, like, wow, after 2018 where it was, like, it looked like we were on our downfall, like, we got some like extra years where it was a lot of fun watching these guys. And yeah, there's a lot of like what ifs, but like there's still fond memories. And I mean, even like when your team, you know, hasn't been up to shape, you've still had like some good moments and like good memories of like, even then where it's like, you're, you gotta look, I feel like fans got to look more at the wins than they do like the losses. Yeah. The losses sting, but like, Hey, you know, getting victories are pretty cool, and, like, there's a lot of other stuff where it's, like, cool moments you can look back on, and I feel like a lot of people, like, lose out on that. Yeah, and one thing I want to quick touch on uh, with, like, remembering memories and stuff like that, my dad used to take me to Marquette season games. Uh, we used to have season tickets for Marquette when I was, like, I think nine until I was about 14, and we got to see some very good players at Marquette. And speaking of them, you know, Shaka Smart's kind of bringing Marquette on the rise, and the Badgers are getting good again, and, you know, it's just, you know, one one, one edge of the sports spectrum goes down, the other one comes back up. So, you know, I'm just grateful overall for uh, the sports in general. I mean, it's, it's fun, but it can also be kind of stressful, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and, like, especially, like, where I've bitched a decent amount on here about, like, fan behavior at sporting events and, like, fans on, like, social media sending death threats, and it's like, you know... I think back to like April 2020 and like March where everything was getting shut down and there was nothing happening. And it's like, you want to know what? Like, these are fun memories that, you know, like it's enjoyable getting to watch this again, basically. And like, I don't take this for granted. And like, you know, it's just good that they're back in general. And also, too, now we're getting and crowds are back and everything, too. And it's just it frustrates me when people like seem to like lose focus of that because like. It could easily go away. Like, they went away before. They could easily go away again. And you you brought up a good point with Marquette basketball. I also kind of hate how, like, I know it's a rivalry between the Badgers and, like, Marquette. But it's, like, it's a fun rivalry when they face each other because, you know, they're so close. But, like, other than that, they're in, you know, different conferences. And, like, I don't hate Marquette. I have relatives that go to Marquette, and I like cheering them on. And so I... Kind of just, I know there's some Badger fans, I know there's some Marquette fans that are like, oh, I hate the UW Mass. It's like, why? Like, you never went there. And it's like, it, they only meet each other in basketball one time. Like, I like it when, you know, sports in Wisconsin are doing good. Like, that's just yeah. me. And, like, they, I don't have any beef with Marquette basketball. So, I don't under, like, I, I'm fine with it being a rivalry. I just wish people would respect each other more with it. And I think that's, like, also, too, with, like, Packers and Bears and like I have a buddy that's a Cardinals fan so I'm a Cubs fan so like that's big rivalry and everything like that but like I just wish there was more of a respect aspect because there's gonna be years where you're good and there's gonna be years where you're bad and like just being able to like calmly like talk about it I would say would just be like nice instead of just being like oh well the Bears suck or all this but it just kind of frustrates me for sure less division more bringing people together and just enjoying what we all have in common so absolutely that's a a good uh thing to remember and also uh i think a good thing for probably for you to go out on if you got anything else that you want to quickly discuss if not uh 
I'm totally uh, happy putting it off on that. You know, I'm good. I uh, I really appreciated the time that you had with me here today, Cal. And uh, it's the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. I listen to this podcast a lot, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm. It's always fun when it's like people tell me like, yeah, I listen. It's like, oh, sweet. Thank you. So, yeah, I will move on to my next guest then here on the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into What Makes Me Mad, the 100th podcast episode after me having a little bit of technical difficulties basically by my own damn fault and me being a complete idiot when it comes to this technology stuff. I am excited, though, to give you my third guest on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the podcast is my friend Peyton Witt, which means we're either going to shit on Rob Manfred or WWE. Probably both, to be honest, but I'm excited, though, to have a person in uh, in my family room basically recording with me right now so peyton how we doing my guy oh baby what's going on cal how we're doing pretty good i'm pretty jazzed about the goats you got downstairs they're uh sheep my guy are they sheep yes they are sheep Uh, which is okay you don't live on a farm Uh, also as uh someone uh that took 4-h for many years and would always uh be at the 4-h fair you learn to take people calling sheep goats you know in stride but it is kind of dumb, though, when you're at the fair and you're literally in a barn that just says sheep left and right. Like, you know, uh, Milton FFA, sheep, Lima 4-H, sheep, uh, Broadhead, sheep, Edgerton, sheep. Get my gif kind of like, mm. it's pretty obvious to be like, all right, these are sheep, right? People walking in. I mean, like little kids, it's like not a problem. And then like the parents are like, yeah, these are goats. And it's like, what the? No. Get that girl. Like, Look at all those chickens. <laughs> yeah, Damn. exactly. But yeah, glad you're jazzed out about the sheep we got down there. We don't have them roaming about. We have them in like their own little like pen. Because basically, long story short, we had to bottle feed two of them. Uh, for anyone that was wondering, uh, I do not have just lambs just running about the house. That that would definitely be interesting. Uh, but probably would it be a very fun time. I mean, it would get old quick. Basically, the best way I can get at it. But yeah, how we doing? We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Uh, as I was discussing with you earlier, I'm uh, coming off a loss because I got a 4.0. Got uh, got all A's. A's for finals. For college. For college. For college. Like point out. And uh, walked into the dean's office. And uh, much like Amy Winehouse trying to go to rehab, I said, sir, can I be on the dean's list? He said, no, no, no. And uh, just like Amy Winehouse, we'll have to see where that guy winds up. Yeah. Anyway. Let's, uh, let's talk about baseball, Cal. Yeah, well, hey, I tell you what, uh, one of these days I'm going to have to throw my hat into that ring for the UW-Whitewater Chancellor's position job and uh, see what happens. By the way, again, get well, uh, Chancellor Watson. We're all hoping that you recover uh, from, uh, I believe it was colon cancer, I want to say. Uh, but uh, hopefully everything goes good there. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to throw my hat into that ring. I feel like I'd be a fun Chancellor. <laughs> everything just upside down but i was i was thinking one time uh back when uh i forget when they were like looking for one i i was gonna do a podcast episode with uh you me casey and dalton and what i was gonna do was be like you know what we should do we should all be chancellors and we could all divide up white water into like four different sections and we could all run it how we want to run it and i feel like that'd be a fun time because it'd be all very vastly different uh, with how we would run a college, so 
I'm in because of the chaos that would ensue. Yes. We would, especially my sect, we would come up with our own currency. You wouldn't be able to use, like, your your hot card there. You'd have to get your own, like, special P-Wit hot card. Oh, a P-Wit hot card. Absolutely. Ooh, that'd be exciting. But, yeah, just excited. I see you have your St. Louis sweatshirt on with your Blues and Cardinals. Unfortunately, no Rams on that anymore because... Not unfortunately. F the Rams. Yeah, fuck Stan Kroenke and Walmart and everything else that... Oh, I hope he's listening right now. I just... I hope that the lawsuits that are proceeding... Uh, very effectively right now continue to proceed i see san diego as sued uh, as well too which honestly they should because fuck the spaniels family too uh yeah it's such a dumb move uh which also too i did i also forget that san diego is technically located south of los angeles i always think that it's north for some reason but anyway you would fucking think that those idiots with the chargers are like you want what los angeles just not a very popular uh town for the chargers right what do they do ah we'll move right in with the rams and now half their games or half their crowd is uh opposing fans anyway couldn't even fill up a soccer stadium but yeah fuck uh the owners that try to uh take everything they can from the taxpayers for a new stadium and then just bolt at any opportunity yeah, they, they have they leverage fuck. it on the city on the fans are like this is a terrible place to to have a football team no the fuck it isn't you ever been to st louis all those people care about is their sports team yeah like the cardinals are doing just fine the cardinals are doing fine and and the blues are doing fine and the blues are traditionally not great we've won one championship in the history of the the franchise but they just the the town is so starved for sports the st louis Battlehawks were like one yeah. of the most successful xfl franchises in its a, brief uh, existence unfortunately damn you covid I think it's an MLS. We have some sort of soccer franchise coming in pretty soon. Too, oh yeah, probably. Jazzed about. Yeah, I know the MLS. I give the MLS credit. They know how to like figure out like their markets. They're not trying to do like the hard like football cities like Pittsburgh right. or Buffalo. They're like, okay, Austin is a younger crowd. We'll put a one in there. St. Louis. See they, what's they happening. Go where there. there's demand. Yeah. That's, that's the smart thing to do, especially for a sports team like that. I just. I got a question. Did the Blues uh, play... Do they play in the Edward Jones Dome, or do they play in a different... I'm not 100% sure. I know they, they obviously play in a, a domed facility right. that I have uh, been to, but not in. Um, it's, it's very beautiful outside of the facility, but I have not had the pleasure of attending a game there yet. Yeah. Because it's like the Edward Jones Dome was eh, kind of like... Oh, is okay. that where the, the Rams play? Yeah. No, it's a different... They have their own okay. stadium. All right, so... Yeah, that, that one was, like, kind of a dump. But it's like, you want to know what, owners? You got the money. You could clearly pay yeah. for it. You chalk it up instead of being like, ooh. I mean, like, I understand, like, yes, the city could obviously use it to, like, host, like, concerts and shit. I watched the a time lapse of the Wells Fargo Center host, like, eight different events and, like, eight different nights or something like that. But it's like, hey, that's good revenue coming in for the city. So I understand that, but it's like, they literally have, like, money that they could just piss away and be fine and they're like you want to no we're gonna move to la so yeah are you uh pulling for them i'm assuming then you're pulling for the niners in that championship game then right i or, i'm pulling for whoever wins the afc championship that is completely fair that is where i'm at too uh it is uh i'm pulling for hopefully the bayou Bengals, as i like to refer to them also to have a little soft spot with the Bengals because my buddy was hosting a podcast 
um, and he did like week one overreactions, and I did a prediction where I was like, I think the Bengals could get over 500, and holy shit, they did it! And so I'm like, you know what? I'd love to see some skyline chili just be popping and. Don't don't you bring that Skyline Chili down on me. One of my favorite things about Cardinals broadcast is how the announcers shit talk Skyline Chili the whole time. Is it because St. Louis is also a big chili town? No, it's just because those announcers particularly hate Skyline Chili, and it's so funny. See, I would be, I would love to watch, you know, Cardinals games or something like that, but you know, uh, MLB with their blackouts, you know. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but just any opportunity I could kick MLB in the nuts on that, I totally would. Also, I can't watch, you know, my team because they're on their own network. And uh, most of the time, yeah, unless it's a ESPN broadcast with like A-Rod or something like that. Or Fox or Listen to A-Rod talk about baseball. It's like, dude, how did you play at a near Hall of Fame level for your entire career and know this little about baseball? Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? See, I really like Matt Van Scursion as an Same. announcer. and But then they're like... But then I don't think he's doing it. But then they're like gonna give a Rod kind of like yeah. their on like ESPN Plus or something like that, kind of like the Manning cast. And it's like, but, but that's not how this works. Like, what? no, did you not see all the criticism he was getting on Twitter? Like, the Manning cast works because Peyton and Eli are hilarious personalities. Yeah, the brotherly connection they have is you could feel it. Like, yeah, you could feel the connection. And then a Rod's like. I'm dating J Lo, and they're like, "No, you're not, not anymore." He's like, "But it was." Yeah. It's like this is a baseball game. So. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, just it's a fun, fun time being a baseball fan because they are currently in a lockout right now. In yeah, case going, uh, uh, if anyone hasn't been paying attention or anything like that, because Rob Manfred fucking sucks. Go on MLB.com. As far as they're concerned, they don't have baseball players. Yeah. Baseball doesn't exist. It's just a, a website for the old history of the game. Or it's also, too, if you're, or if you're a, you know, an MLB reporter on it and you say something bad about Rob Manfred, like, you know, a respected veteran like Ken Rosenthal, yep. you're going to get the heave-ho. Oh, that pissed me off so much, dude. I love Ken Rosenthal. I love I his love, He has such a cute bow tie. Journalist. He's, yeah, they, excellent. And they just... They, they canned him for speaking the truth about Rob Manfred, the terrible job that he's doing. Yeah, honestly, cannot stress it enough. And it's like, I hate the whole thing where people are like, oh, baseball's dying, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I mean, like, yes and no, but, like, it could easily be, like, a lot better, like, product. Like, the on-field product, I think, is great. Like, you have great stars, like, you know, rising stars, like Ronald Acuna. Uh, you got Mike Trout already. Uh, and just Aaron Judge, you know, a bunch of guys, and it's like that I think are just Juan gonna, Soto. yeah, gonna carry the game. I blanked for a minute. I was like, wow. I'm like, I'm trying to talk about all these guys that I can't think of any of them right now. But uh, it's just you know, uh, Degrom basically, and you know, Scherzer's still pitching at an elite level. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Three billion dollars a year to pitch at a high level. Yeah, and like the, the on-field product, I think is great, but like it's baseball literally gets in the way every time of like finding ways to fuck things up and it has everything to do with the commissioner i would say that it's not necessarily the baseball's dying because that implies that they're trying to do things to actually fix it baseball's not dying baseball's killing itself slowly and we're having to watch it in front of us and it's awful it, baseball is my favorite sport mm-hmm. it, it's the nuances of the game the strategy of the game the fact that at the end of the day you can't sit on the ball for two minutes you can't pass the ball around and, and run down the shot clock. Everyone gets pitch, nine innings. Basically. You got to pitch to somebody. Yeah. 
you can walk this guy and the next guy and the next guy, but then bases are loaded. What are you going to do? Yeah. You can't, you can't just run the game out. You have to make a play, and they have to make a play. Mm-hmm. So I see you're not a fan of starting a runner on second base. No, I'm glad they're getting rid of that. I'm glad they're uh, limiting the shift, at least from what I've seen, um, to same side of the base, like shortstop half the same, left side of second base, second base has to stay on the right side. Okay. That, See, I didn't hate it because it's like if you want to put three infielders on one side, just bunt and then get on first and then like paper cut them that way. Yeah, I get that. And I'm not opposed to that as a, a strategy to combat the shift. I just... I, I'm I'm a traditionalist with baseball. I like how when you're playing a position, you're playing the position. When you're yeah. playing shortstop, you're playing in the shortstop position. That's fair. You're not playing halfway into right field, yeah. backing up the second baseman. Yep, that's totally fair. Well, what else you got, uh, Rob Manfred? I feel <sighs> this isn't specifically Rob Manfred, but I was listening to uh, another fantastic. I'm also going to turn on the lights here. I feel like baseball podcast as it gets dark out. <laughs> called baseball tonight with buster only buster only yep solid solid crew and they were talking about how uh, in triple a this next year coming up the triple a league they're doing the uh, electronic strike zone yeah honestly i feel like that should be like the easiest thing to do i was opposed to it for a while hate it so much you hate it hate it so much with a passion i think it's going to drive people away from the sport it's going to take a... I love the human element of baseball. It's another thing. It's the fact that you, you can throw the same pitch, the same dude, and I know this bothers a lot of people, but it could be a ball or a strike based on what the guy behind the plate sees, based on what the catcher does. I love catchers. I'm a Yachty guy. I'm I'm a defense guy. I love catchers. I love the the kind of catchers like Yachty Molina, like a Pudge Hernandez. Hernandez. Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, who can run the whole game from just sitting behind the plate. He, they control everything. You, you look at the, the numbers that Yadi Molina has defensively, and it's incredible. They have, like, it, it's if you go back and look at, like, a, a amount of attempts stolen against, um, just in, like, by against a team. The Cardinals are at the way top of the list, and it's by, like, 500 because it's gotten to the point where they're like, why do we even try to run on this guy? He'll gun you down getting your lead. He won't even bother throwing a second. He'll throw behind you at first, and you won't see it. It's And he calls the game. He It's the the metering of the, the strike zone that the catchers can do. And it's just they're, they're going to take that away. They're going to turn, our, in my opinion, the uh, catching position is the only position i consider the eight positions pitchers its own thing but the only position where defense is still at a premium where you have guys like yadi molina who's going to hit 240 250 a year which is honestly kind of good now for yeah if you bet 250 but he's not going to hit 250 like 9 to 12 home runs 35 to 45 rbis he's a defensive guy he's not his his war is going to be higher than almost anybody else on the team just because of what he does and what he produces. Wins above replacement is what yes. war means if you are not a baseball fan. And, Which, uh, have fun if you're not a baseball fan trying to listen through these 30 minutes. But but uh, it just it, it takes out a huge element of strategy from the game, which I, f- I feel like that's one of the drawing points to, to the game is that it, there's so much strategy and it's 
slowly, little by little, they're taking that away. Well, see, I don't think they're taking so much away. Because, like, you're still, obviously, like, Yachty's still going to have the opportunity to gun down guys at second that are going to steal. And, you know, he's still going to be able to call games behind the plate with uh, pitches and stuff like that and pitch count. You know, I don't want him to do, like, a uh, pitch clock or anything like that. Yeah. I think that would kind of be a little redundant. But, uh, I don't know. Electronic is trick. So, just seeing how bad some of these guys are. And, like, the, the consistency aspect of it. Yeah. And, like, if we got replay, it's, like, I think it's just something small that could have a huge effect on the game. I think just it would be good to just have it. I agree that I don't want, and I, I feel like this is kind of where you're going with this, I don't want a game, especially a big game, to be decided by the umps. Yeah. Um, like, I, I like, could just see Angel Hernandez, which I got to be careful about yeah. saying his name because he'll, he'll sue, I swear, he'll sue, I swear to God. Um, but like, or like, uh, CB Buckner or something like yeah. that. Or some other guy. Cowboy Joe West. Oh yeah. Yeah. Joe West, a prime example. A Joe, the umpire. That's literally like, you want to know what? Have these fans come to see the ball players down the field? No, they have come to see me. The home plate umpire. I will make this game about me. Cause I've been in this game for a long time, which also too, I love it too. It's like, yeah, the guy's been doing it since, like, the 90s, basically. He sucked during the 90s, uh, and then, like, has gotten worse because that's what happens with, like, as you get older. And, like, you need to see things like seeing properly, which is something that decreases when you get older. And you need to have, like, a, you know, millisecond reaction time, something that also decreases when you get older. And they're just like, yeah, sure, go out there again, Cowboy West. Have 20 calls be wrong, and then you have the option to throw guys out of the game. Oh, yeah, Joe West back in the 90s. Uh, he called uh, him and Andre Dawson got into it one game. He kicked Andre Dawson out of the game. Yeah. Um, and I forget what Andre did, if he like bumped him or something like that. But anyway, he got fined for it. And so on his uh, donation or on his check, he wrote donation to the blind. And so that was back in the 90s, early 90s. Joe West has been doing this for about 30 years. He's basically going to be able to buy a house with his whole career because he's like a 34-year-old. Uh, just, ugh. God, was, was he the ump? I forget the exact situation. There's a player who, when he he's on the on-deck circle, he lines up like more behind the catcher and the ump to take his practice swings to get a better like look at the ball coming in. And one, I think it was Joe West who turned around and like told him to get back to the like little circle they have. Yeah. So he walked over, he grabbed the circle, and moved <laughs> to where he wanted to be, and dude threw him out. That I I can one I can one hundred percent see it being Joe West. That is a one hundred percent Joe West move. Cowboy Joe West. Honestly, they should just let him have. A, if his name's a cowboy, too, like instead of it being a, hat, he needs to have a cowboy oh, hat. Yeah. Just, like even if he's behind the plate, he does not need to wear that like face a, protector. A huge cowboy hat, like a ten gallon one that goes all the way up. If you can hit the top of that hat, instant strike. One of those, like uh, the fairly, fairly odd parents with the Doug Dimidome yeah. hat, just one of those. <laughs> it's like something for the pitchers to aim at when they call time unnecessarily and yeah. they have to finish their pitching motion. Could you imagine uh, sitting behind home plate, like, oh man, I'm so glad we got such great seats. Oh fucking cowboy Joe West is sitting behind. Is in front of us. I can't see a damn thing. You can't see the pitcher, the center fielder, or the, the scoreboard in the center field. <laughs> or, I mean, he can't see anything either. <laughs> and he's out there, too. Just puts a billboard on his head. <laughs> hey. Space. Yeah, like, uh, it's like <laughs> name, image, and likeness, but yep. for uh, umpires, Joe, us advertise here. 
Dude, I uh, saw something. Uh, there's a couple of Packers reporters that I follow, and uh, one nice one that I like to follow. Uh, she's in Minnesota or whatnot, and she's only a couple years older than me or whatnot. She uh, she had to move back in with her folks or whatnot because yeah. you know pandemic, and she had a bad breakup and all that. And so she had a tweet that just was like, "Oh, shout out to my dad for letting me use the parking gar- or use the garage well." Uh, my mom's car is in the shop. Shout out to Jen Mack, by the way. Uh, great insight on Packers. Uh, but uh, some douche nuts uh, tweeted and was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be bragging about living with your parents and all that. And so a bunch of people just started roasting that dude. Oh, yeah. Rightfully so, because also, too, you know, it's really hard buying a house right now, too, and a bunch of other shit. And so uh, they were all roasting the guy, and he had a really bad receding hairline or whatnot. <laughs> and so his forehead, fucking massive, right? And some dude <laughs> photoshopped on his forehead, advertise here. <laughs> It fucking hilarious. Because, like, his profile picture was, like, him and his kid or something like that. And everyone was just giving him shit on the hairline. And, yeah, the advertise here. And so that made me think of the whole, uh, uh, with the cowboy hat, just advertise here. So that, not, that a not good time. Not to get too political, but I love whenever those things happen where some, like, random douche nozzle tweets something at somebody. And then you go in their bio, it's like, loving husband, father, Christian. <laughs> yep, so yep, like, 100%. Uh, or uh whenever uh something happens and they have to apologize and they're like um i am a christian i go to church every sunday it's like like, okay great just don't don't call people the n-word then it's like clearly that isn't doing for you what you think it's doing yeah it's like uh a pass for you know excuse my racist behavior it's like well i went to church and got my here's your one free ticket to get out of saying the n-word when you're calling a basketball game where's my ticket i didn't go to church and didn't say the n-word yeah i get yeah consolation prize or uh my favorite uh when tom brennan uh hot mic uh and castellanos the deep drive to left yep (laughs) or just when he's uh i am a christian i am a loving husband it's like okay cool just don't drop you know slurs on air or whatnot just not that hard we don't care if you go to church just don't do it just i love how castianos has done that multiple times yeah oh they they pull up one from his college days too where something with the the, osama bin laden when yeah something like that and he i was watching the video and i just thought it was like a normal like announcer says something stupid thing yeah and he's going and he he says a stupid thing and he's like starting to apologize like and castianos there's no way (laughs) one of my favorites is uh when uh Cassianos hit one on uh, 9-11 or whatnot, the 20-year anniversary yep. for 9-11. They're doing a touching tribute. Cassianos just goes up, rips one to left. And also, too, uh, when they're uh, though, like talking about that, one of them was, like, I think in Cincinnati or something like that. They're talking about, like, a World War II veteran that had, like, passed away or something. They're giving this deep, somber thing. Cassianos just comes up, belts one, and the guy's like, well, it's really hard to transition yep. from that, but Cassianos just crushed one to left. It's like, love it. He takes no prisoners. He might, uh, if uh, the um, baseball lockout can get solved, I think Cassianos might have to be my first pick if I have uh, uh, for the first round for fantasy baseball. That's fair. You know who uh, had him on his team last year? Who? Pretty sure it was me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you uh, oh, you did not have a good year. No, I did not. I uh, started off like 1-5 and five and kind of... My team figured it out after a bit, and uh, but we missed the playoffs, unfortunately. I would have got probably smacked anyway. I'm one of those, I swear to God, every year for like fantasy baseball. It's like I find a way to 
sneak kind of where it's like, oh, yeah, he's one in five. Nothing's going to happen with him. And then all of a sudden, it's like, little by little, I find a way to sneak in at 6, 7 seed. I'm poking at the door. I remember my favorite was uh, one year when uh, I somehow, my team was absolute dog shit. It was my first year playing fantasy baseball. But, like, I was able to win a couple games. Uh, and me and Jasper were fighting for the sixth seed, right? And uh, Jasper clearly is the clearly better by like my like point differential, like beating me like easily. Uh, but since I had like the head-to-head win over Jasper, <laughs> I snuck into that sixth seed. I lost the pat first round, oh, but yeah. still, it was, that was such a good time because I was like, "Oh, take that, Jasper!" And he's like, "It's just so dumb." I'm like, "Have fun in the consolation bracket, loser." Yeah, uh, but for uh, fantasy last year. Like the, the last season we had, it sucked because at the end of the, the season I looked and I was like, I felt like I had a pretty good season, but like, I didn't. I had the most points scored against me by far. See, by like th- a couple thousand. That's then, what I always want because it always seems like I always have like the easiest points, but that like my team's so shit mm-hmm. and like doesn't produce. It's like, well, that just means I suck. And like, at least with yours, it's like you have the excuse where it's like, my team was good. It was just everyone like went off against me that week. Like I, mean, I always I could have do. the excuse that I don't draft my team. I sleep through my draft and then just deal whatever the computer gave me. Yeah, this which, motherfucker. It's a winning strategy. Auto drafted and then was able to find a way to trade. Auto drafted seven outfielders throughout the yeah throughout the year. Found a way to win the championship. I believe it all because Joey didn't start the ground that second time, right? Yep. And he lost yep. by like point five or something like that. So, it was something yeah, it was, it was just yeah. a couple of points that yeah. he would have won. DeGrom had a shitty start. I think he only put up five or six points yeah. at the time. But he would have just squeaked by. <sighs> yeah, still. my I still, what a fun year last year for fantasy. Because it was like, Walker Bueller kicked ass. Like, Walker Bueller, it, without a doubt, great draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. But then my other, Marcus Stroman, excellent pick as well, mm-hmm. too, for me, right? I was like, holy shit, that was an ex- I was Even when I was late round, I was like, oh shit, I might have to take a flyer on him. And he did great. But Patrick Corbin, whoo, fuck, that dude sucked this year. And Blake Snell, Blake Snell, you want to talk about the most wildly inconsistent pitcher. I'm starting him, I'm like, all right, either he's going to get me 20 or he's going to get me negative 10. I don't know what's going to happen. And then, oh, fuck, who else did I have pitching? I I feel like I had one other guy that was, like, uh, just wild. But I, I feel like any time... Watching the Tampa Bay Rays and what they do is key to fantasy baseball. Because if they get rid of a guy, don't draft him. Yeah. But if they acquire a guy and everyone's like, why they do it? Get that guy. Yeah, like uh, just gonna be get famous. Wander Franco. Yep. First round first round pick, Wander Franco. Who have they traded away this year? I feel like they've done it. If they don't trade, it's something I got to keep my eye on. Because I always like, for fantasy baseball, I always prep 30 minutes before. Yeah. Which is probably why maybe I'm not doing so good. But it's like, well, shit, I guess better time to... Uh, uh, start looking one of the years i remember for fantasy football um when i was trying to figure out why i had such bad i mean granted injuries decimated my team but also uh i was like god what did i do during the draft i was like oh yeah that's right i went on instagram halfway through and also too i decided to make myself some toast during it as well too (laughs) and promptly drafted Derek carr who had the same bye week as uh russell wilson that week and i was like that was uh, not the smartest move. Boy, that was some good-ass toast that I made, though, so it was worth it. But, man, I, I don't know. We'll have to figure out the ways for uh, this lockout to end. But what else you got that makes you mad with Rob Manfred? You want, um, you want to get into the Hall of Fame at all? We were kind of discussing a little bit beforehand. We can get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think this is more of a 
even keel discussion because you and I have opposing views on this. Yes. I, I am more that, of the That's what I like that. about when what makes me mad turns into a civil discussion. <laughs> that's what people do when they want to listen to this podcast. A civil discussion. But that's fine. I like it. Uh, but it, what, I guess if you were a baseball Hall of Fame voter, because they okay. just had their thing yesterday where it just got announced, who would you pick? I would have. I, I went through the list, and I forgot all the people that are on there. I would have put Bonds and Clemens. Um, I would have put Ortiz. I'm trying to remember other guys that are on there. It's really tough, too, now, because it's like you have some guys like Ortiz where it's like they had the th- Ortiz like back when he was like a minor leaguer at first with the Twins, where it was like he had that PED it, connection. It was I thought when uh, the thing about Ortiz is they did when when they first made PEDs illegal. I think it was all three or two. Um, they did a like preliminary screening where it's like nobody's gonna get in trouble, but we just want to see how widespread this problem oh, okay. is before we make it illegal. And he allegedly tested positive in that. All right. So I just remember, like, the, I think the Balco scandal or something, like, where a shit ton of people, like, yeah. got busted that's, for it. That's so. when that was revealed for him in, yeah. like, 08, 09. When okay. the A-Rod stuff and Jose Canseco. Yeah. I just, uh, but then also, too, it's tough with Pudge getting in because someone had asked him about, like, hey, do you ever do PEDs? And his response, yeah, only God knows. It's like, that's uh, pretty damning evidence right there. Pudge, hey, uh, like, uh Biggio. He did PEDs. Biggio did. Oh, I was I was hammering the table for Biggio to get in because I was like he did take steroids and little did I know. Oh, that's why I'm not a baseball Hall Jeff of Fame Bagwell. writer. Bagwell, I had heard rumors about. So, but yeah, it's bit uh, Rodriguez still just makes me like laugh because it's like if you use the only God knows, yeah, and any other argument like cop pulls you over. Hey, uh, we're looking for um a missing person. I'm going to pause the podcast to figure out what's going on with that noise. Okay, it stopped. All right, that was really interesting. I hope that not the pipes or something. That'd be awkward if this house just blew up and all of a sudden, this is our last one makes me mad. (laughs) But uh, no, so yeah, you use that argument anywhere else. Uh, you're basically fucked. Cop pulls you over and is like, hey, we're looking for a missing person. Is there anyone in your trunk? And you go, only God knows. A wife asks you, hey, uh, came home late last night. Were you out fooling around with someone? And you go, only God knows. Uh, you make uh, a smoothie with, uh, pe- with peanut butter in it or something like that. And the guy goes, is there any peanut butter in this? And you go, only God knows. <laughs> I'm kidding. I shouldn't have made that joke about that. Fuck that guy for... Uh, being a piece of shit um oh yeah gonna gonna go into a smoothie parlor and get something that has peanut butter in it and just be like yeah can i get it without and then be like oh my son had an allergy and then call i'm so glad he got fired (laughs) fuck that guy because you and me both worked in the fast food those those uh allergies are a fucking bitch man and it's like why even take the risk if it's that severe to go out in public and eat it or there's the people that are like, yeah, let me get my gluten-free bun, but with a breaded chicken sandwich on top. Yeah. How about you kick rocks? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't have gluten. I mean, I know there's some people like that can't have right. like gluten. 100%. But if you can't have gluten, you can't eat 99% of the things that we sell in the store right. that you're at. Yeah, 100%. And like, it always blows my mind where 
Uh, I forget what one lady had said one time. She was like, oh, yeah, I can't have gluten. It'll make me blind in my right eye. It's like, wait a minute. No, that's not how this works. Too much gluten, you can't see. No, yeah. I think she was also one of them that got, like, a cod filet sandwich, which is breaded. Yep. It is a breaded si- – uh, the fish is breaded. Uh, advertises hand breaded. It's one of the selling points in Culver's Fish. Yep, yep. Oh, so good. Getting me hungry right now. And she's like – yeah, can I just get that with the gluten-free bun? I'm like, you're getting a breaded sandwich, but you want the non-breaded bun. Yeah, I can't have it because it's going to get my eye blind. I'm like, lady, I don't think you know what you're talking about. No, there is one lady, though. I shit you not. Um, Her grandson, and I'll have to ask Dylan about this when I see him tonight, Um, but there is, like, one kid, severe tree nut allergy, right? Yeah. So, obviously, like, tree nut is, like, the one where you're, like, oh, shit, okay, you got to, like, take everything, like, precautionary, gloves, uh, new everything, basically, yeah. right? I believe his mom, or, like, the, I don't know, like, daughter-in-law, or, like, her daughter was, like, hey, don't take them into Culver's. It's too severe of an allergy. And she's, like, ah, now nah, they do a good job every time. And she, every time, like, we're literally, like, you know, so that way the kid doesn't die. Right. And she's like, oh, you guys do such a great job. I love bringing him here. It's like, lady, he's got a severe fucking tree nut allergy. I don't think he should be getting any type of custard right now. Or like, oh, yeah, I just remember one time I'm like, well, like, uh, like explaining. I'm like, well, they're right next to like the cashews or whatnot. And he's like, okay, I probably shouldn't have the cashews. That will, that will like trigger me to die. And it's like, okay, that's fucking fantastic to know. And like, she's like being nice about it and like sure but it's like lady i'd feel like a piece of shit if something happened to your kid and like the tree nuts are literally something where it's like you slightly forget Mm -hmm. something during your like 11 hour shift or some shit or like if you have a new trainee i remember like one time we had like a person that was like just starting to learn register and didn't do like uh, an allergy or something like that and someone got like i think it all worked out fine but like still it was like fuck like for for tree nut allergies and stuff like that i have a i had a one of my students, severe tree nut allergy in, uh, with her, along with, like, milk. Uh, okay. A- any sort of dairy. She had so many. It's like, you have to take all these extra precautions. Yeah. And you have to set things up for that. It, it's a, a very delicate situation. Yeah. But, like, th- someone brought a dying infant into the, the meeting room one time. And it yeah. died. Yeah. On the way to the hospital, decides, hey, let's stop at Culver's. And have a get- full family meal. And then it fucking stops breathing. Dude, I had to work that night. That was on Memorial Day weekend. Was fucking really? bu- busiest oh. fucking day of the oh year. God. Fucking Memorial Day weekend. Yep, let's let's stop in for some Culver's. And then, yeah, the kid ended up passing. And, yeah, we had to call the cops and everything. Fucking, oh, God, what a terrible day. I remember this was probably. A I was working years. eleven to close that night. Ooh, that's rough. Fuck. But I remember there was. It was probably a couple years. Well, it had been a couple years after that because I wasn't working there when the kid died. But it was uh, Memorial Day weekend, and it was like Scott came in afterwards and was like, "Yeah, that's like the the fifth busiest Culver's Day like ever." And it's like that's insane. But during the the whole thing, that's when the I think you were there for this. The both receipt machines. Just stop printing oh. in the middle of the rush. Oh, no, that was 4th of July. 4th of July. Yeah, because I remember I was like, what the fuck is going on up front? I'm having a grand old time on drive through and I'm just like, what is fucking what happening? First times on, uh, like, first major busy times on middle 
And I just, I had to turn to Austin on point. And I was like, they're not printing. And he's like, what do you mean they're not printing? And I was like, there's so many not printing. Hey, I caught up. Could you imagine you get done with that rush and you're just like, hey, I'm a, I don't have any more tickets. Oh, no. Yeah, it, was, it was a thing where I didn't have any more tickets, but I was, there was like mountains of food everywhere yeah. else. I was like, there's no way we're done. So it <laughs> would have been like, oh, shit. Just turn around like lean on the thing. Like, <laughs> I am the best. Yeah, as 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 like there's nine hundred people up front. Where's my phone? The screens are just full of everything. <laughs> Fuck! I remember one time I worked uh, Thanksgiving, um, like the day before Thanksgiving. So it was, yeah. which is weird because sometimes it's either busier than shit or it's not. And so there was one time, uh, like literally, like uh, I think it was Bennett was just hauling ass, like literally, like everyone's clearly fucking busy as shit. Mm-hmm. Like we have as many people. And, like, there's, like, this one lady that was, like, oh, well, is he only doing drive through And, like, trying to, like, question. And it's, like, will you just go sit down? We're under a lot of stress right now, you dumb bitch. But, uh, and then, like, one guy came up. And he's, like, hey, totally understand you're busy. Just been waiting a while. Do you know, like, possibly when, like, this ticket will be coming up? I was, like, yes, let me check. One moment. Thank you for not being, like, a passive-aggressive nagging right. cunt. Thank you for not being entitled. That's, yeah. That's the whole problem with fast food is people... Feel like they're entitled to that food fast and like people in front of you gotta wait too yeah. and, and like i uh i'm a big uh watcher of uh kitchen uh gordon ramsay kitchen nightmares uh and one thing he had mentioned to someone uh that was like man in middle or like man in like the window or whatnot he's like people will wait for good food like if it's like comes out hot like whatever busier than shit mm-hmm. And I feel like most of the time it's like people are like understanding like, oh, like in your case, like, oh, the tickets just stopped right. printing on the th- and we're so busy, like we couldn't figure it out. But it's like you always have those assholes that are like, oh, I know how everything works. I'd handle it better. It's like uh, when I was working at McDonald's, we before breakfast was all day, uh, breakfast would stop at either 10 or 10 or no, 1030 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. Whether it was week or weekday, uh, weekday or weekend. And some dude came in. Cause he came through the drive-through at like, like twenty nine, like ten twenty nine. It's like, hey, can I get breakfast? And we're like, hey, I'm sorry, we're like, we switched over already. Yeah. Can we eat some lunch? Pulls around, comes inside. He's like, I general managed a McDonald's store for such and such years, and you have to serve this until exactly ten thirty, and I should get my breakfast. So we had to like go back and make extra breakfast food oh. for this dude. that guy i uh heard something that culver's a couple uh weeks ago because they're so short staffed they uh just did like drive through only or something like that and uh some asshat from another culver's uh had came in and, and like saw that through drive uh like go had to go through drive through and like reported them to franchise and so like they kind of got a slap on the wrist and it's like what the fuck are they supposed to do yeah oh, it's so dumb and uh yeah also to um Fuck, I remember one guy had stayed past close and thought he was going to get, like, uh, half-off food or something. He's like, yeah, I used to work a restaurant, and everything after nine was half-off. And it's like, well, no, like, a lot of this stuff, if we're not going to use it, like, we refrigerate it still, and we're just going to save for the next day and, like, save money. Why would we be like, half-off, come on in, we're trying to close. It's like that. Pat, I remember Pat was telling me a Fuck story about this guy. dude that came in like 
super close to close, ordered a three-piece cod dinner, and then sat with his laptop just forever, like 10, 20 minutes past. They had all the kitchen lights turned off. Everything was turned off except for the house lights yeah. out there. And the dude complained about the Wi-Fi. And they're like, that's not the problem. The problem is you need to leave. Yeah, do it. It's literally past close. Like, it's not that hard to fucking walk into a restaurant and be like, hello, what are your time of hours? Or just like, okay, the door's locked. I guess I'll go elsewhere. The people that just start slamming on the door. It's like, that's not going to open it or get me to open it. Or knock on it. Hey, 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 can you let me in? I remember one time, fucking like 10, 12, we didn't have the doors closed or something like some guy like had like walked in i think he realized we were closed and he's like hey my kid's diabetic and like he's kind of and he's like he kind of needs something bad and we're like we're like everything's closed there's a mcdonald's up the road or like a shell but it's like dude how do you not plan for that how is that our responsibility yeah how is oh my god my kid's diabetic culvert solution fuck i know what to do it's like even then it's like wouldn't it just like get him up mountain dew at a gas station or some shit my guy but man people piss me off people are weenies man people are weenies they 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 feel like everyone else should be doing everything they can to help them i feel like that honestly i feel like a lot of the things we discuss i can see rob manfred doing oh 100 to tie it back into rob manfred i can 100 see that guy being like i general manage the mcdonald's and it's like well no wonder that place closed down because puppet sitting on the hand of the owner uh, he, God, they suck. Oh, man. You got anything else that you want to just get off your chest that makes you mad? No, I think uh, I am angered out at this point. All right, well, I am. I gotta go get some food in me. I am. Uh, I am ready to go dive in some dinner. I'm going to Whiskey Ranch tonight, so Ooh, I've been. I've been like just kind of grazing today, so that way I can go in there. Uh, but then also, too, I, I'm going to have to wait like 20 minutes for my food. But yeah. I should be like, where's my food? I just did a podcast discussing entitlement. I need my food. I don't care how. Uh, it was shit. I remember uh, one day. Well, did you work that one day where it was like there were no managers in the kitchen, basically? Um, and it was like Dylan and like Hunter uh, were like middle. The only day I was never there for Hunter. Unfortunately, okay. the the only no manager day I can remember is when they had me and Neil run. Oh, okay, kitchen. yeah, and so I don't think that was that bad of a day. But yeah, there was one like Saturday in the summer where there were like basically no managers, and so yeah, it was uh, <laughs> busier than shit. Um, and yeah, the uh, people up front were the uh, people that you did not really want to be like uh, weren't very understanding, yeah. or like the people that were working up front, I should say um yeah. and so uh they uh and so yeah it was like dylan i think went ho- went to his apartment in edgerton took a shower came back because he was working like all day and was like i'm just exhausted and sweaty and so i came in worked at three to close i was like hey this is one of the rare i'm glad i'm working the night shift baby <laughs> uh so yeah that was a lot of fun i'm glad i avoided that because that would have been absolute hell uh but yeah it was an absolute clusterfuck that day Hell, I remember being there when it was busier than shit, and uh, I handed the phone to Dalton because Scott had called, mm-hmm. and because uh, he was like, uh, "I need apparently to bring mail," and apparently the, they're sh- like short-staffed in the kitchen as well too. I was like, "I'll let you talk to Dalton." Literally, as I hand the phone to Dalton, power goes out, <laughs> and uh, Dalton's like, "Also, we just lost power," <laughs> and then it was fucking funny because I go um, to Midland and get mayonnaise, uh, mm-hmm. and so like that's about a. 20 minute drive on the interstate right yeah. 
I'm coming back, and so I'm thinking power's still out, right? Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, the door is like there's smoke inside because like one of the air conditioners yep. went out or yeah. something like that, um, or something <laughs> like that, and I'm like. And everyone's like evacuating the store. <laughs> I walk up with the mayonnaise. I'm like, do you know that meme with uh, uh, Donald Glover with the pizza? Yeah. Where he just walks in. Walks in is... Everything's on fire around him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, um, I got the mayonnaise. <laughs> and so uh, I think one of my favorite parts, I think I put it on salt, or which I guess it was fine because it didn't need to be refrigerated. But uh, I was like later on, they're like, you didn't refrigerate that. I was like, fuck, this day is just getting... What a like, fun uh, day that we, was. I don't know if you were there the day. There was a day I worked like open close. Or no, not open close, but like 10. I came in early for somebody who wanted to leave. So I was working 11 to close. Came in like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And I was finally leaving about 9. So super busy. And as I'm leaving, there was a semi up in the employee parking. Yeah. And it was trying to come down. But it, like, and it was just after Scott finished remodeling. Yeah, yeah. I remember it, this. Yeah. <laughs> comes down it takes out all the landscaping and almost tips over and i just go <sighs> walk back inside dylan <laughs> you need to come outside uh, i had to go talk to the guy and take his information call scott and it's uh, like it, it was an extra like 20 30 minutes of work and i just wanted to go home dog i remember fucking dude i remember one time uh i worked like an 11 to 9 or some shit and like because like also like someone had like called in or some some stupid shit I got done fucking uh, 9 o'clock. I'm walking out to the, my car in the parking lot. Sure as shit, I just see a bus pull up. Yep. Fucking turn right around, walk back in, <laughs> clocked in for like 10 minutes, and then clocked back out. And I was like, oh, that's so dumb. I was like, this is... There's also some people that I've heard that have uh, also... <laughs> I was just going to bring up an employee who punched a wall that I will not name and got arrested there twice would uh he's I remember there was one day a bus came in like right before change like probably 2 30 yeah and he came walking in came walking in right after that and we're like dude didn't you see the bus he's like yeah i didn't want to deal with that so i waited <laughs> i love it oh, dude i am i there's been moments where it's like i've waited up in the parking lot where it's like <laughs> i'll have to go until three and it's like 252 <laughs> it's like i could get there now and just absolutely have my shift start like absolute right. shit or i can just wait like 10 minutes i, I love that doesn't such a him move to probably came in higher than the empire oh, state yeah. building or the his 21st birthday when he came in hammered and suffered up through his ship <laughs> i love it <sighs> all right guess we'll just have you do fries <laughs> I, God, it's a lot of dandies worked at that place a lot of dandies still work at that place but yep still also, too, if we're going to name, I mean, we can't name them, obviously, but still my favorite is, uh, yeah, dude, I didn't know I worked that day. Also, too, hey, yeah, here's, uh, here's a bunch of text messages from, hey, can I have a ride? He messaged a bunch of people asking for rides to a shift that he then claimed he didn't know he worked. Fucking Christ. All what that guy did was grill, and he was god-awful, and everything fucking no, burned. No, all he did was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that what that was uh the time where it was like uh, I remember I was in the, like the kitchen half the night that was always my I mean like, looking back on it like the last three years of my shifts I was just in the kitchen half the time yeah. fucking around but uh, I remember one time I walked in and he was just like oh I thought this was gonna be really funny and it's like ah you're not gonna work here in two weeks I'm sure <laughs> asshole haha <laughs> <laughs> I can still drive here 
You guess you're not going to get me for a ride, you jerk. Oh, that guy. Oh, but yeah, so uh, what a what a fun time. Yeah, you got anything else that makes you mad? Oh, I got plenty of things, but I can see we're running out of time, so yeah. I can... Uh... Well, this was fun. I'm glad I could have you in person. Yeah, absolutely. I can pop a fork in it and uh, just pick it up next time. All right. Sounds good. I will be moving on to my next guest here on the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. Joining me now, I previously talked about it with Kyle Olson, and I'm going to mention it again here. Uh, one of the pillars of the What Makes Me Mad podcast platform uh, I am also having on as well, too, is Anne-Marie. Uh, Anne-Marie has been a vital part of the What Makes Me Mad podcasting program, going all the way back to the first episode of What Makes Me Mad, through the one-year anniversary of What Makes Me Mad, and all the other crazy in-between episodes that I've had. Anne-Marie has come on, has been a solid contributor to the What Makes Me Mad program. Excited to have her back on. Anne-Marie, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I sound so old now that that was so many years ago. <laughs> that was crazy. that was September 2019, which seems like no. a far, far cry ago. And yeah, what a wild time. Vastly oh. different. Now we are both graduated. Uh, a pandemic has happened. And yeah, it just a whole lot of other shit basically has happened. But yeah, 100 episodes. Yeah, seriously, wow. But, Cal, congratulations, 100 episodes. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I still cannot believe it. I have made it this far without someone either trying to cancel me or uh, put a bullet in my head. So I'm happy that I've <laughs> made it this far and, yeah, excited that I hopefully will get to continue for another 100 because I think that would be pretty fun. Definitely, definitely. So, Anne-Marie, I feel like for the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad and all the previous episodes that we've done, I feel like there's still got to be something that has made you mad or something where you just got to get it off your chest, where you just got to discuss it here on the 100th episode. Oh, definitely. I have a lot of things I could talk about. <laughs> well, go for it. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, um, Cal, I, I think you know I'm a big fan of the gym, big fan of working out and just staying fit and healthy, and there's so much stuff that I could talk about in the gym that makes me mad, oh. but let's start off with a couple of things. People, we're in a pandemic. I think some people forget. Wipe off your machine. Yeah, especially, especially when you're really sweaty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like beforehand, like before the pandemic, I was like kind of bad at that because like I don't sweat, which also shows like how good of a workout I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but like now I'm like, all right, I got to make sure like I'm at least wiping it down. Like they literally have the sanitation equipment and everything there, uh, and all that. So it, it, you gotta you gotta wipe it down. Yeah, it's like the worst feeling in the world, too, when you sit down on it, and it's like, oh, that, mm, that people sweat, that is not fun to clean up. Oh, it's terrible, it's terrible. Yeah, I could definitely go for hours on gym etiquette, too. What else you got? Uh, well, the, again, like, um, I think a lot of times, too, there's just so much anxiety going to the gym as well, because if you're not as fit or as strong as other people, too, so it's just like, People looking, uh, I know that sounds weird because most of the time people don't mean to look at other people, but like, don't stare at me when I'm trying to do something, especially like those machines that like, 
where you have to like open and close your legs and work like your hip muscles. Yeah. Those are the worst when people look at you. You're like, what are you looking at? Like, this is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> exactly. I I always uh I try not making eye contact at all, but like obviously I'm gonna like naturally gaze or something like that. But like, don't just full on stare at a person. <laughs> That's very awkward and like. For me, like, I hate it when, like, people, like, look at me because then it's like, oh, God, am I doing something wrong? Because, like, I don't go to the gym a whole lot to begin with. And I'm like, please tell me I'm not doing something wrong with form. Or, I mean, at least let me, like, if you're doing something wrong with form, just calmly point it out or something like that. But don't just stare. I also hate it, too, uh, when people videotape. I haven't been videotaped, but, like, whenever I see, like, those workout compilations or whatnot of, like, people doing, like, really weird shit at the gym, it's like... How about instead yeah. of, like, filming them, you go over and let them know, like, hey, this is not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it like this. Like, you know, because, like, there's been a amount of times where I've gone to the gym. I've been like, I don't know how to do this equipment. And then, like, I see someone else do it. I'm like, oh, shit, that's how you do it. Okay. So I feel like it would be beneficial for everyone involved. Like, hey, you get to help them out and they get to, you know, get to the gym. But, oh, that frustrates me, too. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that's why I love gyms now where they put up stuff like you cannot record without people's consent too because I've never been recorded, thank God. I probably look so dumb if I was recorded. But I like, yeah, that's extremely uncomfortable, especially like not to play the female card, but like females, like, I don't know. Like, don't look at me when I'm trying to do stuff. It's weird. Like, and again, it's like, if I'm doing something wrong, I'd rather just have someone be like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Like the other day I was doing girl push-ups, which I'm sure I'm sure there's like more technical name for them. That's and the I one where it's like you're, you're used like yeah. your knees or whatnot, right? Yeah, those okay. where you just go down on your knees. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally got it. I um, felt like people were watching me. I'm like, am I doing it wrong? Like, it's not that hard, but I feel like it was, so... Yeah, it always frustrates. I, I, yeah, I, I hate it when it's just like, like you say, if you're doing something wrong, just let me know. Like, and as a girl too, I remember one time I was working with a coworker who had said like she was doing squats or something, and like she's an attractive, uh, woman or whatnot, and so like there's this like one dude like full on like staring at her basically, and so like she like turned around like basically and like did her squats like looking at him so that way her like he couldn't see like her ass and she was like dead on just staring at him which i guess is like a pretty that's like a pretty cool flex and like it's just like oh like people go to the gym to like improve their bodies or like help out their mental health and all this stuff it's like it's not like you're going i don't know how to describe it but it's basically not like uh some people, like, seem to get, like, wrong ideas or basically something like that. It's, like, not everyone there is, like, thinking about, like, sex or something like that. And it's just, like, they're there yeah. to, like, improve their bodies and stuff like that. And, like, you're not going to, like, hook up with them instantly or something like that just because they're, like, oh, what that guy's also working out. It's, like, that's not how this works. Also, too, don't talk to females at the gym. The only time you should talk... <laughs> to females is uh hey are you using this or hey can i work in with you something like that that's it yeah. like you're going like focus on you uh but like the girl that is going to the gym and also this could work for guys too i'm sure uh yeah, but it's oh, like yeah. but it's like you're not going there to like 
flirt, basically. Like, you people are going there to, like, work out, trying to improve their body. Like, that's, like, not their, like, last thing on their mind. Hey, just, I, you don't talk to people. Unless it's, like, a, hey, are you using this? That, that's, like, my whole uh, etiquette on it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, I think it's, like, weird when, like, people flirt at the gym. I'm like, you don't look your best right now. Like, you're in, like, sweatpants with your hair up and all that. Um, But honestly, I agree. I think it goes with guys, too. Like, just be polite, you know? I think the gym should be, like, a judgment-free zone overall because, you know, like, people are going there to be healthy. They're not trying to be sexy or whatever it is now, so... Oh, it's annoying. A lot of times I'm just like, why why are you doing that? Exactly. And it's like we're all trying to improve and get into shape. And, like, I I do like, you know, like, I I think it's Planet Fitness has, like, the judgment-free zone science. And it's like that should just be, like, not only, like, you know, a rule but a mindset for everyone. Because, like, I've come, like, over the years where it's like, you want to know what? They're all there trying to help each other out and, like, you know, uh, I'll do my part and, you know, not judge and all that. And just people are going, it, 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 people frustrate me when I'm at the gym. Also, too, uh, what else frustrates me? Um, I feel like when, uh, uh, when uh, this is, like, odd, but, like, when you're on, like, the treadmill or something like that and, like, you don't have, like, the access to the remote and, like, there's, like, a channel you don't want to watch on, but, like, the guy at yeah. the other, like, treadmill has, like, something that you want to watch. It, that one, like, kind of frustrates me. That, yeah. that, that's, like, oh, yeah, a that's random definitely. one, but I'm just like, oh, why do I have to, not to get political, but I'm always like, oh, God, why do I have to have the one on with Fox News or something like that? can I watch yeah. the ball game on or something over there? I'm just like, come on. Even, like, seeing it, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to watch news right now. There's a ball game on. Well, especially with us who work in news. Like, we don't want to watch that. <laughs> and also, like, like spacing is a big thing for me, too. Like, if there is open treadmills, please don't take the one next to me. Yeah, totally. So yeah. It, it, that frustrates me, too, because then it's like, then I feel like, you, unless, like, you're work, you know them. If you know them, go for it. But, yeah. like, if, if they're a total stranger, it's like a... It's like a parking job, basically. If there's more open spots, don't park next to the person, all right? Just find, like, another couple rows away. Yeah, and, it, like, again, if you have to, you have to. But, like, if there's, like, open spots, like, I had, like, an old guy do this to me the other day, and I'm, I'm sure he didn't need it, but I was like, really? Like, you can't go, oh, there's so many other spots. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then he was also on his phone. I don't understand like being on the phone at the gym like yeah. to me it just doesn't make too much sense to me <laughs> yeah when i go um i try to like granted i'm like listening to music and stuff but like i figured out where it's like if i start looking at like twitter or something like that then it's time for me to go because like i'm just not interested in the workout and also too i don't want to be sitting on a piece of equipment where like someone else could be using yeah yeah i think that's really important too just like etiquette overall like we're we're here to do one job and, and like it should be more of a team atmosphere in that way yeah I, yeah i agree I, I there's so much like that i think about at the gym i'm like oh yeah that also makes me <laughs> i saw as a matter of fact if we're talking about elder the elderly at the gym which don't get me wrong i love the elderly but uh there is like one uh, i know like i think there's a rule where it's like you have to have like workout attire or whatnot 
And there's this dude that was on like the fly machine, I think it was, with uh jeans on and like a flannel. And I'm like, that that's not really workout material, but I mean, I guess do you, my guy. But yeah, I'm telling you, man, the the elderly, they, I, I again, I love them, but they have the mindset where it's like, you know, they've been on the planet longer, so therefore they own everything, including that gym. Yeah. I th- I think also too, oh, no. one thing that makes me mad too, um, I hate it when people just have the mindset where it's like they act like they own the gym. It's like, dude, it's a public facility. Piss off. Yeah, like taking more than one like weight or something like that. Like just take one and then return it and then take the next one you need. And then, you know, like I usually see it as motivation. I'm like, oh, this is motivation. Like if I, if there's not 15s, I take 20s. And I'm like, oh, motivation to do more work so i love it you see i'm the exact opposite where i'm like oh i'll go down a weight this time i'll grab a 10 instead of a 15 so that worked i like that mindset i'll have to try using that i remember one time um there was these two guys i was about like 16 or 17 when i first started like going to the gym or whatnot and i remember it wasn't very busy but there are these two guys and like you know they were pretty good in athletic shape or whatnot and like we didn't talk or anything like that but there's a rule in, like, the gym where it's, like, if you're a guy, you can't have your shirt off, like, which makes sense, right? And so, yeah. these, t- I will refer to them as meatheads because when I was leaving, I instantly thought of them as, like, the meathead insult, and I'm going to use it again. But it's, like, they were talking about, like, the one guy was saying, like, yeah, a couple weeks ago I was in here and I had my shirt off and some guy came in and was, like, I'm going to kick you out if you do that again. And I was, like, oh, okay, just take it easy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, five minutes later they both had their shirts off and they were flexing. I'm, like, dude, it literally says don't take your shirt off. And, like, that's what they're doing. And, like, as a guy, like, yes, I want to see, like, how I'm, like, progressing and all that. But, like, even then there's literally a locker room that you can go to or, like, if you got to, like, check something like really quick sure i know there's like ways where it's like oh you use it to wipe off your sweat or something on your forehead and like you can quick check something out but like literally like don't make other people feel uncomfortable because i'm like all right these guys are just flexing in the mirror or something like there's literally a locker room for it yeah i also just think that's just so inappropriate especially for like people who are again are just trying to do better and like you know like I, I always think about the gym, like, I try not to judge at all at the gym, because I just think of people like, oh, this person could have gone through cancer recently, and they're just trying to get back into shape. This person might have just had a heart attack, and they're trying to get in shape. This person feels, like, skinny and wants to be bigger and healthier. So that's the way I try to think about it, that, like, everyone here is trying to just do better. So why would I put myself over someone else? And also, like, showing off your ripped muscles, like, sorry, like, girls don't, like, like, being, like, kind of douchey, like, girls don't find that attractive. Yeah, exactly. Most girls I know don't find it attractive. Well, good. That's, that makes, that's good. But, like, especially, like, even then, like, what I said, like, earlier, where it's, like, you know, girls aren't just gonna, like, start falling over guys, or, like, guys aren't gonna start falling over girls, because it's, like, okay, we get it, we're all trying to, like, look better and all this stuff, but, like, you're not gonna have, like, you know, girls fawn over you just because, like, you have your shirt off at the gym, and, see, I didn't go to, like, the gyms a whole lot in college, uh, what were they like, because, like, granted, like, I lived in the dorms for a semester, so I kinda 
went to the gyms a little bit. And I know they had some strict rules and stuff like that, but I guess, like, did you go to the gyms at all at Whitewater? Yeah, I did. I So I only did, like, cardio my freshman year, and then someone got me into lifting my sophomore year, and that's all I did. And I think, like, it was pretty respectful. Obviously, when the athletes, when athletes come in, too, I think there's two types of athletes. They can be so nice, so humble, and then there's others that think they're the best because they're athletes. And that bothered me, too, especially. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. You kind of need this, like, dumbbell, but, like, I need it first. I was here first, so. And also, you're paying for the membership as well, too. I don't know if they have to pay for it as well, too, but, like, still, it's like, listen, we're all, like, Division three college students, all right? This isn't, like madison where i'm sure the badgers have their own private workout facility but it's like we we deserve this too all right yeah uh, and whitewater just needs to redesign their whole gym that thing's way too small <laughs> yeah i'm thinking of like uh the wells towers where it's like you have the gym in the basement and it's just yeah. super small at least like i feel like the williams center is like kind of big but like even then like that's that gets pretty crowded pretty fast i like uh working out when there's not a whole lot of people around that's just my flow i know it's so hard to find those things too i wish i wish more um gym websites would list their busy times but i'm sure that would just make every time busy bad <laughs> yeah that's why i like uh uh my gym that i go to now has 24 7 access so i like doing that uh and just so it's like you oh, can yeah. just go in like middle of the night uh, middle of the night if you have to and just uh work out there or whatnot see that's one thing that bums me out with uh when i worked at the va i didn't have any access to this at all but they had like their own uh gym or whatnot it got closed because of covid but i was like well this would have been cool to like work out or something after work or some shit and just like get it work out and then head home but that's... oh it would have been perfect yeah but it's like whatever at least i got the 24 7 access now yeah, definitely. All right, uh, before I let you go, I need to know your picks for the uh, Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble. See, what's fun about this is I'm recording throughout different days. So, like, by the time that people start listening to the uh, first guest that I have, KO, um, the Packers 49er game hadn't happened yet. Yeah. <clears throat> so, now, so now we've progressed so far. Uh, that we are now in the championship round for the playoffs, and now the Royal Rumble is happening. So hopefully by the time uh, I get this out, um, it won't, like, I'm sure the Royal Rumble would have already happened, but, you know, like, hopefully it's not WrestleMania season or something like that, and it just seems like it's off topic. So who you got winning men's and ro- uh, women? Oh, man, I haven't watched WWE, but uh, Tyler was actually, Tyler Shorman, he's a friend of ours, um, me and him Shout are out. actually talking about it. So, um, Becky Lynch is still in it, right? Yes, Becky Lynch is currently uh, one of the championship holders. I don't know what I've noticed over the WWE just kind of can abandon the rules for the hell of it sometimes. So, I mean, oh like any God. any person that you pick, I could, I'll be like, you want to know what? I could see them 100% doing it. So, uh, yeah, she yeah. is in one of the championship matches, but I could also see her entering the Rumble as well, too, but that's just me. Apparently, rumor, I know you're a big Ronda fan, that they yes. might they might bring Ronda, they're apparently trying to push Ronda back for another oh. WWE run. I don't know if she 
had a kid or anything like that but like she, i know she took some time off but she hasn't been back since covid basically so like this could be her chance yeah she yeah she just had well it wasn't just that i think she had it her i want to say like november her kid um uh, oh, WWE, bring Ronda back. I'm in. I'll watch it again. <laughs> All right. Didn't so, Becky Lynch just have a kid, too? Yes, Becky Lynch had a kid and then uh, came back at around... Uh, she took a couple months off or whatnot, and then, uh, yeah, she came back at around uh, SummerSlam, I think it was, was when she made her return. Oh, cool. Becky Lynch was always so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, um, And then, I know it's so cliche, but, like, Roman Reigns. He always seems like WWE loves him. So. Yeah, that's one of the rumors. Apparently, so he's uh, also holding the championship right now. But like, if he uh, could like lose it or something, and he could enter the rumble. I know a couple years ago he uh, lo- lost like a championship match, and then he was the number thirtieth entrant in the Royal Rumble, which pissed a lot of people off. But uh, I'm thinking, Very- I think, I think The Rock is going to make a return and win the Rumble because because think about it, WrestleMania is going to be in L.A., Hollywood. Roman's the championship holder right now. Roman is the heel. Uh, You bring The Rock back, and I can 100% see them doing that. They've done that before where it's like they could – I was talking with one of my buddies. I was like they could easily do Rock, Roman – like the night before set it up and like they would 100% sell a bunch of tickets but they will 100% shoehorn uh rock win the royal rumble and then that just pencil them in at uh wrestlemania i i could see them doing that i have no idea what the rock schedule is like who knows if he's shooting a movie who knows if he's working out but that guy gets up at like four in the morning and he somehow manages to uh He's good with that time he, management. He could fit it in. You know what would be cool if they also brought back like John Cena and Dave Bautista, since it is in like L.A. and Hollywood. Yeah, and they like all kind of went Hollywood. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be dope. That'd be bringing me back to like two thousand. That was like when I first started watching. So bring them boys back. They can do it. They got the money for it. So yeah. Do you guys? <laughs> That'd any- be fun. Do you got anything else that makes you mad before I let you go? Um, no. I'm, I'm super excited for the Super Bowl this year. Um, sorry, Packer fans. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Bears, I hope they do well. New head coach, so I'm excited. But, no, I, I had a lot of fun. And congrats, Cal. This is awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yes, 100th episode in, and we will move on to my next guest then here shortly on the 100th episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into what makes me mad, the 100th episode uh, recording now uh, up in my bedroom. A little bit of a different setup. Each uh, episode or each interview I record, it seems like I'm in a different spot of the house. So this is a little bit of an interesting setup, but I'm excited though because I have another special guest on the episode. If we've been talking about the pillars uh, of the What Makes Me Mad podcasting platform, uh, I talked earlier that it was four. Uh, I think I'm going to bump it up to five. Now, there's five pillars of the What Makes Me Mad podcast, and he is without a doubt one of the pillars as well, too. Uh, a man that is, uh, come on, not one, 
but two episodes, I believe, of what makes me mad if I'm doing my numbers correctly. So could not have had this success without Tom, uh, who is now joining me via the cell phone uh, all the way out over in Milwaukee. Uh, we are celebrating the Bengals playoff victory that just happened. It's also kind of cool, Tom, too, because uh, I started recording this episode uh, all the way back before the Packers playoff game. So, yeah, it's about a week old, so oh, it's kind of cool that everyone's, like, progressing throughout the week where it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, that happened. And it's like I'm breaking news to a future self or something. I don't know. It's weird to describe it. Basically, though, joining me now on the podcast, Tom first. Tom, glad to have you on the 100th episode. Oh, I'm happy to be here. It's been a while. It's uh, been a while since I've done a podcast in general, so it's uh, pretty fun. Absolutely, yeah. Happy to have you on. Uh, are you still doing Discuss It First since you uh, just said that it's been a while since you've done a podcast? It is in the process of a remodel. Um, I've been doing a lot of, uh, how do I say, like designing a new logo. Um, I want to do a new banner logo, so that's what I've been caught up on lately. Uh, I even went as far as producing an intro and outro song. Oh, um, so I've been I've, I've been wanting to redo it, redo it right. And uh, I think last time I was here, um, I had some. What made me mad was work, and uh, that place of employment uh, as of Friday is no more. <laughs> really, you're not at the bank uh, anymore. No. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. I was just gonna ask. I was just gonna do a whole thing on financial investment with you. Guess I better throw that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> we still can. I'm still fresh in my head. It's just. Uh, I had a new thing come up, but I really would have kicked myself if I didn't do it. So um, hopefully with that, I'll have more time and opportunity um, outside of work where I'm not necessarily so much customer-facing anymore, uh, so I won't feel as worn down and defeated by the end of the day. Worn down and defeated is what makes a perfect episode for what makes me mad. So uh, maybe that's what you should have done instead of doing like a... Uh, a thinking podcast with all your with the movies and video games and everything like that, man. If you do a podcast where you just have to rant about things, worn down and defeated is the best type of podcasting environment for it. I could just come on here and be like, oh, and so another thing. <laughs> but we're happy for you though. <laughs> we're happy for you. We're glad that things are moving in the right direction for you. So that's good to hear. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, what uh, that, what do you got that you want to come on here and uh, discuss that makes you mad if you got anything? If not, do it. I mean, I, I am totally fine with taking 15 minutes for you to boast about your accomplishments as well, too. Uh, that's totally fine <laughs> by me. So do what you'd like. Uh, no, I'll stick true to what it is. Um, so obviously just because I left and got out of the situation doesn't mean there weren't a lot of things uh, that led up to making me mad, right? Um, it's one of those things where I'm always one to leave a position where if I feel my mental health is declining and it's not healthy for me, I'm going to look at other opportunities. Um, however, you still leave people that are great and awesome to work with. So, um, what made me mad is I was emotional on the last day. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, uh, just kind of saying goodbye to people. I had some tears. I was like, oh man, like I never really thought it would be a thing that I would miss, but it kind of hit me. I was like, well, more than the unfortunate situation, there's people that I'm going to not see anymore every day, and that, that does kind of suck. Um, but leading into what really made me mad, made me mad uh, the last few months there, um, 
we're going into our third year of a pandemic, which is ridiculous. That makes me angry, right? Yeah. I'm kind of furious that we can't figure this out. Dude, I'm telling you, my, our, my strategy is great. That we all just need to round up together, all as one Ameri- all as a united nation, find COVID, and kick its ass. Honestly, we're year three into this, and, like, why haven't we just thought, if you want to know what, how about just a group of us just jump COVID, kick its ass, tell it to get the fuck out of here, and move on with our life? Honestly, like, let's try that solution. I think there was a sign at the Royal Rumble last night, uh, or it was there, to uh, take COVID to Suplex City. Dude, honestly, I'd be down. Uh, honestly, it would work. On, do you remember all the way back uh, when they were doing the Last Dance documentary where... They were talking about, like, Michael Jordan, like, how he just loathed Jerry Krause and anything Jerry Krause liked, Michael Jordan would, like, uh, absolutely go insane on. And someone was like, you know, someone should mention that Jerry Krause really enjoyed global pandemics just so Michael Jordan could take it out because he would take it personally. (laughs) And it's like, honestly, I mean, at this point, like, it might work. We took offense to COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like, it's just, obviously things are still hard on everyone all around, right? Having to go through another holiday season where all of a sudden cases are rising and you're not sure who can participate with family members anymore. You have to be super careful. Everyone's kind of getting tested as a precaution, uh, in the midst of a spike too. So in the case, if I go see this family, is this going to be a nightmare or not, right? Right. Um, so... As this is happening, I, I did end up getting COVID uh, in November, like right on the 1st. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember uh, you recorded something, maybe, or maybe I'm getting my wires crossed, but I remember you saying something about it, so we're glad that you recovered, that's the first thing. <laughs> Hopefully COVID um, got absolutely say, like, fucked up by your, your immune system, that'd be nice, but glad that you recovered. <laughs> right, um, on the real side of it, it was no joke, I was... I'll say I'm a vaccinated person, and uh, I, I do believe in it. Um, but uh, it still kicked my ass as a vaccinated human. So I can't imagine uh, a year earlier if I'd had it, how it, I would have been able to react. Um, because there was, there was a couple of nights where I just wasn't sure. Um, so it was, it was pretty scary for a while, especially when you live alone. So it's like if something serious did happen, who, who finds out, right? Right. Uh, so with that said, like, I under, I, I'm pretty lenient on things, right? So, like, you're having a rough go of it, you're coming to the bank. I know there are a couple of people I worked with, um, you know, or customers that came in, just like, oh, I can't see my family anymore uh, on the actual holiday, we're going to postpone it, et cetera. And I was like, well, it's safer to do that than obviously risk further uh, infection. Um, so I'm, I tried to be as lenient as possible, but right around once those holidays started, man, everyone coming in just had a vendetta. It's like, it just seems like, like everyone was in an attitude. There was no holiday spirit. No one was happy, jolly, or anything like that. It was just, I have this problem and you need to fix it. And I just, there were so many days where I just went home so frustrated just because the lack of human decency. Like, if we're in a third year of a pandemic, I understand everyone's having trouble, but you got to be nice to your retail employees. Yeah. You're complaining that people aren't filling positions. And there's a number of reasons that we can get into why certain positions aren't being filled. But at the same time, at the end of the day, if you're going to just shit on the people that are going to work every day and have been throughout the entire thing and are doing their best to be polite and helpful and 
you're just coming in and you're, this is, you did this, this is your problem. And a lot of the time, it was just people that didn't manage their money. <laughs> that was yeah. the most frustrating thing. Uh, it was like, at the end of the day, technically, this isn't my fault or problem. Like, I don't know how to make money randomly appear for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I can see how you've been transacting. I can see what goes in for you. I can see what goes out for you. You're complaining about this one fee, but you're okay with the eight other fees you had. Like, there's just things like that where it's just like, I don't know why this one is a problem because now you're being penalized for it. Or I, 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 I don't know. It's one of the things where I spent the entire uh, last probably four months there just getting beat up by customers uh, and even non-customers. So that was a day. Um, it was around, I think it was right before my last official week there. Um, we had this non-customer come in uh, through our drive-through, and so the bank is like to be really secure. Um, so if you had a check that was from this bank, we could cash it if you weren't a customer, but we wanted to see a couple forms of identification. And most banks will do that, right? Uh, we just want to confirm, hey, this is a check that was written out to you. You are the person cashing it. Not that we're giving somebody's money away to somebody else, right? Right. So typically, when it's a higher dollar amount, we ask that, hey, you, can you come inside just verification purposes, right? I swear, this woman, I could have told her, hey, um, your shoe's untied, and it would have been my fault. <laughs> she was just ready to blow. She was just primed, popped, loaded, like a landmine waiting to just have a dust blow onto it and pop off, right? Right. <laughs> so I was like, hey, uh, unfortunately for this, we are going to ask that you come inside for verification purposes. I can send the tube back out to you, and you can have your license and everything back. Um and she just starts blowing up on me. I've never been asked this before. I gave you multiple forms for identification, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, all right, like, whatever. You're screaming at me. I don't care. Um, give me one moment. Let me go talk to my manager, right? Right. I talk to my manager. I'm like, hey, there's this person. They're really mad because apparently no one's ever asked you to do this before. Uh, are we able to let, like, let this slide through drive? And the, and the manager goes, yeah, um, have them pull up to the closest window. And this is where I was, like, trying to be a little more lenient, right? Because I already knew the customer was upset. And having them, there's nobody else to drive at this period of time. So I was like, I can clearly see the person in the driver's seat. Uh, I don't want to extend a further argument. I can let them know this is a one-time exception. And the manager was like, all right, that's fine. Just make it very clear. So I go back over to the customer and I'm like, hey, um, I did get approval from my manager. We're able to go ahead and cash these checks for you. Um, I do apologize for the inconvenience of having to come inside, but in the future we are going to need you to either come inside or at the bare minimum come to the very closest window of the drive through um, just for verification purposes, right? Right. And she's all mad and just kind of talking back. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. I'm just going to mute the microphone and go catch it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just like the, and, like the days back at Hawk Talk where Connor Moore just muting the mic, just, oh, you're going to say something dumb? Muted. Right, exactly. So I would, <laughs> I went, typically when I'm cashiering or tolerating or whatever you want to call it, I would be very generous. I would go through all the cash, make sure it's all facing the right way, the bills look nice, right? Um, but at this point, I was like, you're making me angry. You're yelling at me. And it's 
more policy stuff than anything else. I've been nothing but polite to you. I've even defended you, and you're still just shitting on me, right? So <laughs> uh, I go out, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I get the cash. I don't really look at it. I don't care. I just make sure it counted the proper way for the amount of the checks, right? Pop them in envelopes, send them their way. As I go over, I was like, all right, so you're all set. Is there anything else I can do for you today? And she just starts screaming again. She's like, what's your name? I was like, Tom. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> first, you can right? check me out. What makes me mad? <laughs> <laughs> check out what's my podcast. <laughs> I was like, Tom, I have my mask on. So at this point, I know where this is going. I've worked retail long enough to be like, all right, like, you're going to call corporate. You're not being slick by asking what my name is, right? So I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, like, trying not to laugh out loud, but I'm definitely smiling under my mask. I was like, Tom. She goes, what's your manager's name? I gave my manager's name. And she's like, and this has always been a policy. Uh, I was like, yeah, um, especially for higher amounts, even with customers. When it's a higher amount through the drive through we do ask that you come inside or at least the closest window. Uh, like I said, we were able to get you taken care of today because nobody else was in drive. I could clearly see you. I defended that for you. But in the future, uh, no matter what teller we're working with, we're going to ask that you come to the closest window or come inside. And she goes, what about these cameras? So the cameras, like where you put the tube in and drive through the bank, I don't know how recently you've been to one, but there are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Security's but, pretty lax at most banks. I like I like a bank that's <laughs> relaxed with security. Just like one stray camera in the corner. <laughs> it's a bank. What's going to happen? But I was like, you know, those cameras are more for identifying the vehicle, not as much you. They don't capture the facial features as much. So just because I see an ID... Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to match your person. Like, I can find an ID on the ground, right? Um, and if I wasn't as good a Samaritan as I am, I, people do pick them up and try to run with it. It happens all the time. Uh, so I was like, yeah, like, ultimately that's not going to be enough to really identify you from the screen, right? The camera's not doing a good enough job, but it's good enough to say, hey, if we messed up, we can identify the vehicle you were in and at least enough features to be able to identify uh, what you kind of look like, right? And she was like, okay, well, what about next time? And at this point, I was really ready to just do a couple different things. I was just, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but it's also frustrating. So I'm very close to just muting the microphone and walking away as she keeps going. Uh, I'm really close to muting the microphone, watching her, waiting until it looks like she stops talking, turning the microphone back on and be like, I'm sorry, what? I can't see you. <laughs> um, and then ultimately, I was very close to just being like, go to your own fucking bank. <laughs> like, we're already like being super generous to you as a whole, we don't technically have to cash this check. Like, you can just go deposit at your bank and wait a couple of days for the funds to be available. I don't understand what the issue is here. Um, but I just kind of let her go, and she was like, all right, there's always been that. Like, she's asking all these questions. And then I was like, at the end of it, I was like, all right, I'll just kill her kindness, right? So I was like, anything else I can do for you? No, I'll be it. Like, okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming in today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, I hope to see you again, too. <laughs> Love it. Love it. What you should have What you should have done is uh uh been like when you're talking about muting her or something and where you're like, oh, sorry, I can't hear you. You should have been like, uh, uh, I think you're breaking up. I think you're going through a tunnel. Just Han Solo it a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Love it. 
she just rolls her eye and rolls her one up. And then she sits there and she counts every single bill. Um, the one thing I will say is that she wanted a lot of singles. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, and lady. She counted each individual single. And I was like, all right, like, whatever. No one else is here. I don't care. I'm going to go up on my day. But I was just like, I just thought it was funny. I was like, really? Even like on my last week, week, two weeks, three weeks here, someone's going to act like that. They don't even bank here and you're going to call corporate. Like what's corporate going to do? Be like, hey, sorry, don't work here last week. Like what? (laughs) Oh oh no. Oh no. That's terrible. I really wanted to work my last week. Like, bright side is like, it's not going to impact me as much. The downside is, I hope it doesn't impact that specific branch that I worked at at all. Right. Like, the biggest thing I'm hoping doesn't happen. Um, but it was just like, it was one of those things that was like really annoying. Um, and it just makes me angry. And it's just, it was that kind of mentality, not just that one instance, but for months. And I was just, I don't understand getting angry at a bank employee. Um, you can be upset with bank policies all you want. I totally understand that. Um, what, what's what's the bank employee going to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's like stuff where it's like, well, don't you guys watch my accounts for me? No. This is your money. We just house it. Like, you can withdraw all your money. You can close your accounts. We legally can't stop you. Like, as long as it's you and you have it available, it's yours. Like, I don't know why you're getting mad at me because you're spending more money than you have available. <laughs> Tom, you've worked you know, at a lot of tough awesome. jobs. Best Buy, banking, <laughs> where you've had to put up with a lot of shit. I would just like everyone to know uh, right now that Tom first has not caused the pandemic. He has not caused these banking rules. <laughs> he has not caused all this. So don't take your frustration out on him. If you want to take it out on Kyle Olsen, sure, that's fine. We'll allow that one to slide. But, like, Tom is a nice, genuine guy, all right? Like, we he does not deserve this, all right? Like, if he had a podcasting platform to discuss the things that made him mad, like I do, like, sure, yeah, come after me, because then I'll just put it on the podcast. But Tom doesn't deserve this. <laughs> yeah, I even go the extra mile and make sure that I don't give you all my problems, right? <laughs> Um, outside of that, uh, the only other thing that's really made me super irate is just the Packers special teams. Oh, don't even get me started on those bunch of Neanderthals. <laughs> oh, fuck, they pissed me. Then, it's, it's not so much, like, I can get over it, all right, it's done, it happened. But would you talk about the future, and then you just talk about how, yeah, that's something we can look at in terms of putting starters into the special teams. Or, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily the point where we have to jump ship on this coach. Where it's like, you almost have to, because it's not just one game. And every time you get asked about it, you respond in terms of that last, most recent game. When you look at the big picture, you have let the team down. You have fucked up all season. To the point where I have people you can ask where I've said special teams is going to be the end of us this season. We're not, if we make it, we make it. It's going to be awesome. And then if we win the whole thing, I had a feeling Rodgers would retire. But now we didn't make it to the whole thing. Special teams did end our season. You can't blame the defense. You can put some blame on Rodgers, absolutely. He threw a pick and no touchdowns. And 
on a third down play that he needed the first down, he throws a 50-60 yard bomb to a double coverage Devontae Adams and sure the safety made a good recovery to make sure that it was a harder pass to complete. He still overthrew him. And also uh, he missed Lazard wide open underneath too. And uh, on the one where he tried hitting Devontae, if he just hits him in stride, but instead he underthrows it a couple feet because he hit Devontae had Josh Norman, I think it was, beat. And it's just like, especially after they got the fourth down stop, too, I was like, all right, I feel a lot more confident. But I think it also hurt, too, like, you know, you don't have A.J. Dillon in the second half because he gets hurt on special teams, of course. And just, I saw I saw a stat, I think we've had, we've since 2014 in the whole debacle in Seattle, we've had three uh, years where we've ranked dead last in special teams. Like, absolutely terrible. So it's like... I can understand where it's like my dad is always like, well, the players got to execute. And it's like, well, yeah, but also, whose dumbass decision was it to put Tyler Lancaster blocking the edge, our slowest defensive lineman? We put him out there to try to block a cornerback. Somehow it just completely whiffs on the block. They get uh, the blocked field goal, and then they have 10 men on the field goal attempt, and then they had uh, for the block punt. Somehow our long snapper literally just gets picked up and just driven back into Bohorkas, and it's just like, how? It's so com. It was so comically bad this year, and just you're like, how? How is this so bad? So you take that same play with the blocked punt, and I understand when he blocked the punt. The idea could be that hey, the ball's gonna hit the ground immediately, but the amount of force that you punt the ball. Even if it gets blocked and hits the ground, it's going straight back up. In this case, it was tipped, still went straight up. And instead of any of our players looking up, you can clearly see Borges and most of the line immediately look to the left, then look to the right, and then back to the left. Nobody looks up. Like, no one played baseball and knew what a pop guy was. Yeah. And then you look for the ball. So it lands and... It's on the ground for a good two, three seconds before any Packer even realizes, oh, the ball's on the ground. And by that point, the 49ers still getting scored. And also, too, I forgot, too, they're uh, just uh, easily something that we could do or something like that, where it's just, like, try to just kick it out of the end zone on every kickoff. And we had, what, two huge kickoff returns we let go, like, over 40 yards? And I think they both resulted in 49ers points. And it's just, like, maybe, like, Crosby just doesn't have the leg for it anymore, but it's, like, Okay, maybe if Bohorquez can't do kickoffs, I think they had a kicker on the practice squad just all year, and it's like, maybe you just call him up on game days and just literally his job, just bomb it the fuck out of the end zone. Well, God. Or feel the full field goal blocking on the last field goal of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. Maurice Drayton, like, if that, after the block punt, if there would have been a five-minute delay where just, like, all the Packers players were just, like, I don't know, like, just, like, beating up Drayton, I would have been, I honestly would have been, like, fine with that. I would have been, like, all right, you know, I know what, fine. It's just, like, because every week it was, like, just even after the Bears game, where it was, like, this is just incredibly stupid, and we kept them in the game for the first half because our special teams unit sucks. Should have been gone after that, and it's just, like, wow, these guys, like, every week it was something. It always had to be something. I think there was one week where I was, like, Hey, they didn't fuck shit up. It's just ugh, terrible to watch. And then you also look at it in terms of, so like, you look at basketball, right? 
bad play happens or the other team goes on a decent run, you call a timeout just to call the timeout and regroup. And it felt like this was a game where we should have just called a timeout to call a timeout and regroup, yeah. especially after the blocked field goal or the blocked punt or something like that where it's just, all right, like, let's get the other like, side of the field out there. Let's get the defense out there. Like, figure it out from there. It's, okay, well, let's just call the timeout, get the whole team in a huddle and figure out what's going to happen and see if someone steps up to lead the team here because it just didn't look like Rodgers was doing much. So I'm glad that I don't have to be angry at Rodgers for taking a whole off season to decide if he's going to come back or not because he set that deadline. Yep. Uh, but we'll just kind of see from there. Finally, the last thing here, so I don't take up too much time, um, makes you mad, Adam Schefter. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Massive updates on quarterbacks that just end up not being true. Uh, Kind of really hurting your credibility as one of the most credible people in football. So figure that out. (laughs) Yeah, he's had a really shitty year because it was like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, breaking the story on draft. And like, yeah, there's definite truth to it, but I just hated the whole he's going to hold it for draft day. And then all of a sudden, you know, when all like everyone's talking about football, oh, this is when I'm going to release this breaking story when it's not really breaking and it's just kind of more Aaron just, I don't know if I'm going to come back. Like, this is what I would like to see happen. And instead it's this whole, oh, he's demanding out of Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they had the report with, uh, I think, uh, where it was like it got leaked with the Washington football team's emails where he was sending stuff to, like, the general manager where he's like, oh, anything else, like, Mr. Editor that I'm missing, or something like that, where I was like, all right, that's kind of interesting, and then, like, kind of, like, doing the, uh, uh, I'm I'm looking for the word, but, like, uh, just, like, I feel like agents will send him stuff, and he'll, like, tweet out stuff, like, in support of, like, players, where it's, like, trying to see them in positive light, so that way they can get more money or something like that, and then, like, yeah, like you said, with the whole Brady thing, and it's just, like, he's kind of a weenie. And I've also noticed, too, like, with, like, when I watch, like, Ian Rappaport on, like, NFL Network, it's, like, they have him in for, like, the, you know, updates or whatnot, but they don't have him, like, on the game day table or anything like that, like, talking or giving opinions. But, like, Schefter, for, like, the Monday Night Football countdown, he's doing, like, picks, and he's, like, conversing and everything like that, and it's, like, I thought you are supposed to be a reporter, and now you're just a talking head? Like, this is... Yeah. Not how it's really supposed to be. It's weird. Blurring a lot of lines, but I think you start to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Adam Schefter, I hope you're listening right now, but you need <laughs> you need to go back to Journalism 101. He needs to take some courses at Whitewater with some professors, all right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, definitely with uh, Wachanga or Kate. Or yeah, someone can just right whip them into shape. <laughs> All right. All right, Cal. Well, you I don't got want anything? To too much more time because we got another football game to watch. <laughs> Absolutely, and by the time this comes, by the time I get done with all these interviews, uh, the Super Bowl will probably have passed. So, uh, might as well get your <laughs> prediction out for the Super Bowl. So, by the time we're recording this, it is Bengals are representing the AFC. The Rams, Niners, still yet to be cited. Who wins the Super Bowl, Tom? You could be even, uh, you could even pick a team that's not even going to make the Super Bowl. But who do you think's going to win? Um, as much as I'd love to see a Matt Stafford Super Bowl win just for him, um, at least winning the NFC Championship for him, I think, would be 
enough to really solidify um, a Hall of Fame ballot for him, just given his stats and career. Um, so there said, I think the Bengals are going to ride this momentum, and the Bengals are going to beat the Rams. Let me give a score. Uh, 34. 3424. Okay. All right. I like Rams 3424. I will do Bengals 64 Rams 9. Complete blowout. <laughs> Going to be completely interested in the whole second half. The since Cincinnati people will be enjoying the finest skyline chili to celebrate their first Super Bowl victory. So you hear that Cincinnati <laughs> the what makes you mad podcast is riding with you guys and uh hope that uh you can continue going all the way because as a fan, as a fantasy owner of T Higgins, I like to think that I contributed to this season. So hopefully they continue to ride it all the way. Absolutely. All right, Tom. Well, thank you for coming on and giving your time. And I will move on to the next guest here on the 100th episode of what makes me mad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into what makes me mad. A hundred episode celebration extravaganza whatever you want to call it joining me is another pillar of the podcast uh that a man that asked to come on uh was like hey can i come on the podcast and i was like i don't know about this i've only heard you say a couple words when i've worked with you before but we're gonna see how this goes and it worked out great he came on the podcast it got big big numbers uh, it's like him when he goes to the gym. He just puts up those big, big numbers, if you know what I mean. And so then I had him on for a couple more times. He's come on the one-year anniversary episode. He's, you've heard him on uh, the Culver's ones with Casey and Peyton. But ladies and gentlemen, making his uh, appearance on the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad, I give you Dalton Sorgo. Dalton, how we doing, my guy? You know, doing pretty good. Watching football relaxing, having a great weekend, can't complain. Absolutely, that's the best way to describe Honestly, if I would write a book on a, a perfect weekend, I think I would probably just write out uh, last, write last weekend's uh, uh, playoff thing. I would just be like, you just sit at home and you watch a great football game. And then you t- wait for the next good football game to come on. Then you go to bed, sleep, you wake up, watch the morning shows, talk about those two great games. And then you watch two more great games. That's a perfect weekend in my eyes to stay in a nice warm house and watch some football. So I'm glad you've been enjoying your weekend. That's good that you've had uh, some rest and relaxation because I know uh, you're a hardworking man. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything that you just have been waiting to get off your chest, something that you've been saving where you're like, you want to know what? I was going to save this for one podcast episode, but then I'll just wait for the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad, so that way you can really get them going. What has made you mad recently, Dalton, that where you're just like, I just got to get this off my chest and flame someone? I am so glad I can finally bring this up. It is when, you're, when you're, uh, your sport team loses... And then you've got your, the people who are fans just absolutely shit on your team for no reason, even though they're supposed to be diehard fans. Absolutely. That pisses me off, too. I, uh, I've i bitched about uh, the Jump Around Facebook group. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's basically a Facebook group that was started during the pandemic as a, hey, to rally around Wisconsin, let's all jump around at 3 o'clock uh, to House of Pain as uh, a little bit of camaraderie or whatnot. And so I joined the group, and I was like, hey, this is pretty fun, and it was cool when the Bucks won because, you know, everyone was posting stuff. 
And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. like, people will post, uh, you know, their kids jumping around or they'll post Wisconsin memes or uh, Friday night fish fries or pretty Wisconsin sunsets, right? But one of the things that's been pissing me off about that group, and I actually just unfollowed it for a bit because I was like, I really, once the Packers lost, I'm like, I'm just going to leave this because they have the, just people in the, I mean, granted, it's people with the Facebook, so they're going to have dumb opinions to begin with. But oh, just absolutely. Some of the opinions they have, I'm like, do you even watch sports? Like, are you just watching the game with a blindfold or something? Like, dude, like, oh, everything's just a complete overreaction and everything like that. And just, but like what you, and so I was just like, wow, you guys are supposed to be diehards. All you do is just bitch. And one of the things like that I really hate is uh, when, to go all the way back to draft night when all the drama was going on there, uh, people were shitting on like Eric Stokes and everything like that. And I think also too, when I think back to previous draft nights, I always hate it too when people like just shit on our players. Yeah, I hate it when they don't do well, but it's like they're a part of the team. You should support them. Oh, absolutely. And like you've played, you've played professional. Or I mean, you don't play professional sports. That'd be pretty. That that'd be pretty badass if you did. But uh, uh, unfortunately, you played uh high school sports and you've been a part of a team. You know that people don't mess up on purpose. They mess up on accident. And so it's like you know. I've messed up before, and, you know, you've messed up before, and I'm sure the listeners have messed up before. It's just like, you know, I just don't like kicking someone, like, when they're down, too. Like, if, you know, like, if they drop a pass or something like that, or, like, on Mercedes Lewis's fumble, it's like, yeah, that was a big play, but it's like, you know, he clearly didn't mean to fumble the ball. Like, you didn't see Mercedes, like, after that, jumping up and down, high-fiving people. Like, if he would have done that, that would have been like, all right, there's uh, something suspicious going on there. But it's just like... I always hate it when people just shit on it, especially, too, it's, like, you're allowed to have opinions, but, like, also, too, I'd rather have my opinions be wrong and have the team do good than, like, have my opinions be right and the team do bad. So, like, when, uh, I remember when the Packers drafted Rashawn Gary, everyone was like, oh, my God, this is a terrible pick. And at first, I was like, "Ah, I don't know about this pick, but then I was just like, you know what? Hope he has a great career in Green Bay. Hope it works out good, but instead people just, like, always just want to just shit on things, and it's, like, even, like, get Rashawn Gary, where he has, like, two sacks against the Niners, someone was like, yeah, but we took him so high in the draft, and now he's just starting to develop, and it's like, what? He could potentially develop into a Hall of Fame player, and you're bitching that he's just reaching his development? Like, no, that's such backwards thinking, it's like... Oh, no, I, I, I just don't get people, man. And I think social media has probably made it worse, but it's just like, oh, it's just support the team when they're doing good. And I, I've come to the point where it's like, support them when they're doing good. And, you know, if they do bad and they crush your spirits, it's like, well, that's a bummer, but it's a game. I don't have any control over it. Uh, you know, we'll get them next time. There will be other chances. And that's I, I feel like that's helped me watch games a little bit more and has given me a little bit better peace of mind, but... Totally agree with you, man. It sucks when they lose, uh, but also, too, like what you said, like the diehards, especially, too, where they just actively shit on them, it, it's not fun. It, it doesn't make it fun. No, no. You know, especially when they lose and then you see online, it's like, oh, you know, they couldn't even beat the, the Lions, which makes you, what makes you think they're going to beat a playoff team? And it's like, they don't even know the circumstances. It's like we pulled our players in the second half and we still almost won that game. And yeah. then we had two mistakes, two big mistakes in the game last week that lost us the game. It's, you know, things happen. It's like, yeah, it, 
I felt, you know, I was, I felt like shit going to bed that night. But the next day, I'm like, it's a new day. Let's, let's work on it next year. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. And, you know, then those people that keep, keep bringing it up, keep bringing it up. It's like, look, they lost. Oh well, you, you have no control over that. I told uh, one of my buddies who also made an appearance on the podcast. See, it's always fu- it's funny when I talk about when I reminisce about talking with people on the podcast because this is currently the same podcast episode that people are listening to. It's just I've been recording them like a couple days and then another uh, episode a couple days. So uh, when I first started recording this uh, 100th episode, the Packers had not lost yet to the 49ers, so they have lost to the 49ers. Um, but one of the things I was telling one of the guests, I was like. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, there's going to be 31 teams that are going to wish, damn it, I wish we would have done X, Y, and Z different, and maybe we would have won the Super Bowl. Like, exactly. there's 31 teams gunning for it. Like, the chances are slim, but it's like, what can you do? Uh, and when you look at the Packers, like, yeah, I wish we'd have more rings between, you know, Favre and Rodgers than just the two, but it's like, I saw someone comment that's like, yeah, I'm a Jets fan, and I would 100% take, like, what the Packers have dealt with, even, like, the last 10 years than, like, what we've gone through. So, like, I think it's a lot has to do with, like, privilege and everything like that, and I feel like our fan base is very spoiled, um, and just, uh, I, I don't want to, I mean, I feel like they're also, it's also one of the dumbest fan bases. I mean, there's others, uh, like, for example, the Cowboys, uh, I think oh, they're yeah. an incredibly dumb fan base, but, like, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I like about the Green Bay fan base, but, like, I think just the thing that also, too, where it's just, like, maybe it's just because maybe it's a little bit more of an older, I mean, maybe I'm getting it confused now with just, like, the Lambo experience, but it just seems like uh, it's maybe a little bit more of an older crowd that likes the Packers, and maybe, like, they're yeah. not up to date on, like, watching, like, the Packers, or, like, how the NFL is changing, how the game is played differently, because a lot of people are, are always like, oh, that wouldn't have happened under a Lombardi-era Packers, or this wouldn't have happened. It's like, well, it's a completely different game, because, you know, that was back in the 60s. Uh, it is now yes. 2022, so, like, it's a completely different thing, and, you know, we don't have any control over it. You know, we can vent on Twitter. Uh, I definitely did some venting on Twitter, and liking a lot of tweets that were also raging and but at the end of the day that's all that i can do like yeah and uh, maybe uh i remember before the game uh i went and worked out because i had some nervous energy so i was like i'm gonna go work out and so i guess maybe that's just my advice to uh people uh where it's like maybe if you're up that upset about the packers just like go work out or something go for a walk think about it for a bit clear your mind come back because i remember um I think it was uh, in Spanish in high school. Uh, one of my teachers had brought up like, "Oh, when the Packers win, there's less cases of domestic violence." Which, like, you you think about it and you're like, "Huh?" And then it's like, "Holy shit!" People are like that, like upset about the Packers, where it's like you're hitting your wife. It's like, come on, come yeah. on, think about it, man. It's just a game. Like literally, like it's they're playing a childhood game for like millions of dollars like yeah we would love to see the packers win but like at the end of the day it's like we literally have no control over it we're not the ones out there x's and o's and even if you did have control over it like still at the end of the day like control yourself but it's it, it frustrates me man and i'm glad you you and i can at least share that common ground where it's just like you know we wish we would have done it different but at the end of the day there's nothing we could do about it exactly but maybe maybe what they could have done 
realized special teams was such a shithole and been like, you want to know what? I know a good uh, player for the Milton Red Hawks that used to play defensive back. We'll get him out on the field. Former sprinter and everything like that. Call you up, put you out there. I think you would have done solid. I mean, you could def- def- definitely couldn't have done worse. I could tell you that much. You would have been pretty solid. I watched one game where you played, and you had a nice pass breakup. And so ever since then, I've been like, Yo, I know what? They slept on Dalton Sorgo in high school. <laughs> they 100% should have recruited that kid. I should would have just sent that one play out to all the recruiters. I should have put it on Twitter, tagged Saban, uh, Lane Kiffin, all the schools. But I'm like, you got to check out this kid. I mean, he's putting up the numbers. But yeah, maybe if they would have done that, that would have been cool. But uh, other than that, you know, nothing we can do. Like you said, just got to... Uh, figure out what we can improve on and try getting them next year. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have the same chance. Everyone's got to go through the same thing. You got to play 18 games, or 17 games actually. Then you got to go through the playoffs, and then you get to the Super Bowl. There's no extra hurdles. or I mean, like, yeah, you're going to have to deal with adversity and everything like that, but uh, everyone, does. everyone knows what they're going to have to do. So it'd be great if the pack came back and won it next year, but, you know, no sense in just being... Uh, keep kicking yourself especially it's like now it's like now we can just enjoy more football that's the way i see it like uh the first game between the Bengals and the chiefs were exciting i celebrated with a bowl of chili afterwards and uh you know we'll get to enjoy the rams 49ers game and then hopefully we'll have a fun super bowl so i guess uh before you go i don't know if well first i, I don't want to rush you if you have anything else that has made you mad but i need to get your super bowl prediction we already had, by the time we record this, we have known the AFC, who's coming out of the AFC. We don't know yet who's coming out of the NFC, so you can get your pick completely wrong with a team that might not even make it, which would be hilarious. Uh, but who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I think it's going to be a Rams-Bengals Super Bowl. And I do think the Rams are going to come out on top, and Matthew Stafford will finally get his ring. Oh, I like that little bit of sentimental. See, that's what I'm pulling for because it's like you either can have Sta- you get Stafford and Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup's a pretty cool st- story too when you think about it. Uh, and uh, so you have them gunning for a Super Bowl, and also too you have the entire city of Cincinnati gunning for a Super Bowl. So uh, it'll be cool to see, and uh, hopefully uh, everyone's uh, can you know conquer their. Uh, dreams or something like that, and that'd be pretty cool. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Stafford win a Super Bowl, because I think Peyton was telling me that uh, Stafford's never been uh, selected to a Pro Bowl, which, it blows your mind, and then you think about it, and it's like, holy shit, I don't think he ever has. So I'll have to relook really? up that. Yeah, I could have swore he was at least picked to one. That, that's what I'm thinking, but then it's, and like, you'd think too with like all of like the injuries and like injury replacements where people are just like, screw this, I'm not going to the Pro Bowl, but I don't think he has to think about, but we'll have to look up, look it up at the end of the podcast. But uh, uh, just I hope that uh, hope either the Bengals or just you know the uh, Rams can go. The Niners, I really don't want to see just because it's like uh, everyone's always like, oh, don't you want the team that beat you to win it? It's like no, because then it's like then I think like well, one if we maybe have beat them, like would we have been in the same fate? But also too. I always like watching America's Game where they do the Super Bowl documentaries, and I don't want to have to relive uh, watching the Niners beat us on a game-winning field goal. Yeah. I don't, and like I remember yeah. uh, with like uh, I think it was the Niners two years ago too. It's like I don't want 
to re-witness when I'm watching America's game where it's like, oh yeah, that's right. They ran through us in that Super Bowl or in the NFC Championship that one year. So it's like, huh, they win, whatever. Good for the city of San Francisco because I guess they haven't won it in a really long time either. But uh, just, just whatever. That's what I do when Packers get knocked out. I always pull for teams that haven't won it in a really long time. So we'll have to see what happens. Well, you got anything else that makes you mad that you want to discuss? Uh, if you got anything, any business that adventures that you want to plug or anything like that? No, I, I do have one more thing I want to talk about. It is bad uh, reporting by sports analysts. Oh, yeah. we See, you want to know what's funny? We just talked about this on the last uh, the last person I just had on the podcast. I'm assuming it's about Schefter? It is about Schefter. Oh, yes. I just... Um, it, if you're listening to the What Makes Me Mad 100th episode, you should go back about 30 minutes and you'll hear me call Adam Schefter a weenie at around this time. But Adam Schefter is a weenie, and I'm glad you brought him up. I'm glad more than one person uh, is made mad by it, and I totally agree with you. I actually unfollowed him after uh, he did the whole Aaron Rodgers stunt. It's like everything after that, too. It's just been pretty shitty, especially uh, with what he just did recently with announcing Tom Brady's uh, retirement, and then it's like, well, maybe it's not. And it's like, dude... You're supposed to be the guy that tells us what's going on, and you're getting your facts mixed up because you're trying to break every story super fast. I hate this whole fascination where it's like, you got to be first to break a story. And like that's when you rush things, and you don't double check, and you don't check that one extra source. It, it's easy to mess things up, and everyone wants to be uh, in the breaking uh, stories first cycle, and it, just, it, it goes for bad reporting, basically, and... Uh, what makes you mad about it, Dalton? Uh, it just you know leading up leading up to uh, the the most recent one with Tom Brady, leading up to it you know right after he lost, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna think about it for a while, come back, let you guys know, and then I was you know going through Instagram and it's like, oh, Tom Brady will have a decision by Sunday, and then all of a sudden yesterday I'm seeing you know posts about that he's retiring, and it's like this came fast. Like, very fast. Yeah. And, you know, every major, you know, news station, sports, uh, you know, broadcasting places are posting, oh, Tom Brady's retiring, have a, you know, have a great retirement. It's like, you never even hear a word from him. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, wasn't it like the Tom Brady 12 account or something had tweeted something out too, but then, like, they retracted it or something like that? So I guess I think so. maybe like then that's why they were like, oh, well, maybe it is true. But even then, it's just like, shouldn't someone like, like, I remember watching the Fairly Odd Parents one time. This is like my principal 101 for journalism reporting. If you're going to do a story on someone, uh, you should like ask them. So I don't know if you watched Fairly Odd Parents growing up, but basically. Oh, I did. All right, good. I knew you were a man of culture. I like it. Um, But um, so Chester and AJ are part of like the school newspaper, uh, the elementary yep. school newspaper. And they think Timmy, uh, killed off his parents or like to, uh, get like insurance settlement or something like that because all of a sudden he gets like really rich or lavish or something like that. And so they go to run a piece on it in the paper and literally like the teacher editor is like, did you talk to Timmy? Have you like seen his parents like blah 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 and they're like no and obviously because then it's like his parents are still alive and it's just like that's literally like journalism 101 did you ask tom brady hey are you retiring and even then i feel like with retirement i feel like you should let the athlete let everyone know 
Like, exactly. just let him tweet out his thanks. Let him hold a press conference. Let him post the stuff on Instagram instead of you running to tweet it out first. And, then, like, uh, all this other stuff. Because, like, one of the things I liked with, like, when Favre retired, it was, like, well, I mean, granted, like, when he first retired with the Packers, was, like, he had a press conference. He let all the members of the media know, I'm having a press conference. This is probably going to be it. Like, that'd be really dumb for him to have a press conference and then announce that he's coming back. That'd be dumb. But it's like, just let them let have, like, their time in the sun or just let them announce instead of this whole, uh, you're going to do it first. And just let them do it on their own terms. Oh, definitely. I mean, even, like, I don't even remember who it was, but someone posted a tweet saying that Aaron Rodgers was going to boycott the Super Bowl if they made it. Oh, yeah, Boomer Esiason. Yes, and it's like... It's like sources have told me, and it's like, if, if your source isn't Aaron Rodgers, then you don't have a source. Yeah, basically, and like that, especially like with the whole, like, uh, um, his, uh, thing where he was like, oh, he's not coming back to the Packers, and it was like, wasn't really a breaking story, it was just more accumulation of facts that we kind of, like, already knew, but then when you break it on draft night, like, obviously that's gonna get a lot more buzz, and also, too, like, when we live... And with, like, sports shows and talking heads, like, they're just going to beat that story into the ground because, you know, hey, that's new content. And it's just, like, and, and they they literally created a mountain out of a molehill on that story. And it's just, like, have you talked to Aaron directly? Have you had a sit-down conversation with him? But then it's, like, no, it sources inside. And it's, like, well, then you might not be getting everything that's factual. Like, you know, I could... When I was back at Culver's or something, I could report stuff to people, but it's like I may not be getting 100% of the truth because you're not talking to, uh, like, the people in charge that are making the decisions. I could tell you maybe what's going on, but you have to kind of depress those people that are, like, closest to it. Like, you just can't, be like, sit back from afar and just kind of let, like, some sources come in. Because my source could literally just be people on Twitter and like you said, those aren't reliable. Like if you're inside sources, and it's like if it's not the subject, then you don't have a source. Exactly. Like I could tell you that. Uh, um, let's see here. Let me think. Uh, like Dylan Cad, friend of the podcast, uh, uh, said that you weren't the most handsome man in the world, and it's like, and I tell you that, but then like my source wasn't Dylan, and as a matter of fact, it was someone that thought they heard Dylan say it or something like that. You see how obviously that gets tricky, right? Because then you'd go kick Dylan's ass for telling those lies because you are the most handsome man in the world. But it's like, like you said, uh, the source wasn't Dylan. And, like, look what happened. So that, it does make me mad. And I'm well, glad we have... compliment. Yeah, you're welcome. I always That should be my new thing. If I want people to come on the podcast, I should give them a compliment. Uh, as a payout bonus because this does not pay the bills, unfortunately. If this ever does pay the bills, by the way, uh, you will be compensated for it. So uh, you keep that in your back pocket for the future. If you're ever down on your luck, like, oh, man, uh, everything's so expensive. But then you'll be like, you want to know what? What makes me mad may take off one, one of these days. And then I'll have some chunk of change rolling in then. So keep that in your back pocket, all right? Will do, will do. All right, you got anything else that makes you mad or uh, uh, you all uh, tired out? Yeah, I think I, 
I think I said everything that was on my mind. All right, sounds good. I don't know if I have any more guests lined up, but if I do, I'll move on to the next guest. If not, I'll move on to closing remarks here on the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the 100th episode of What Makes Me Mad. We are officially wrapping this podcast up. I have no more guests. That's it. I am at the end of the line. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone that came on uh, this episode today. Uh, I think it worked out great. Um, And I appreciate the love and support for 100 episodes in. It uh, genuinely blows my mind that 100 episodes I was able to do. Uh, And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to all the people that have helped make this podcast possible. Not the people that have come on, of course, but uh, the people that have made me so mad for all these years. Uh, Rob Manfred, uh, you still suck. Greg Berhalter, uh, let's see here, um, college basketball, uh, Bo Borowski, um, the college football playoff committee, uh, NFL, uh, MLB again, uh, just basically just by everyone, uh, thank you. Um, PDA, uh, shout out to PDA for uh, always giving me so much to rant about, and uh, college, shout out to college for, you know, stressing my mental uh capacity and just making me have something come on here and vent about so yeah shout out to all those people and yeah hopefully i'm able to have another 100 episodes of the podcast but shout out to everyone that came on again go check out their work so again thank you kyle Anne marie tom sam dalton uh peyton i believe that was six of them i i i you gotta remember i record i started recording this like two weeks ago uh, and so by the time all these have come out, I believe it's six. If I forgot anyone, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, just a solid, solid episode. Glad I was able to come out with a big shebang for the 100th episode. So go check out their work. Uh, again, if you are uh, interested in it, I had them all, you know, list off uh, what they're doing. So go check them out. But yeah, shout out 100 episodes in and I'll see you in uh, hopefully another 100. Thank you.